Hello, everybody. Welcome to FCM Prime News, the Sunday edition. I am one of your hosts for today. I'm Tresdene, and I am joined by one of our own of FCN, The Revolution. Hey. <laughs> and joined by uh, Gabby, who you have seen on two programs here on FCN. <laughs> she is a regular, amazing, awesome guest on the Scandal pregame show, Scandalous. And she was the host last night of 12 Days of Christmas, What You Ain't Gonna Do on Christmas. Everybody say hello to Gabby. Hey, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, girl. That's so funny. Well, I'm glad that everyone is here today to talk about the topics that we're going to talk about today, particularly Gabby, because if you've ever seen her, you know, she's always got the quick, hot takes and sound bites to give us <laughs> uh, when we talk about things uh, here at FCN. Uh, it was a crazy week this past week in the news. Yeah. Um, in politics and in entertainment. And listen, we're about to talk about it all. First things first. Big in politics news was the defeat of Roy Moore for the Senate seat for Alabama in uh, the U.S. Senate by Doug Jones. Uh, listen, it kind of caught everybody by surprise a little bit because Roy Moore really was making his way in the press. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He definitely was using any publicity as good publicity. It was all night. I was refreshed. Refresh. I was looking refresh. at the, the at the polls as the numbers were coming yeah. in. I was like, "This is scary. Why are they so close?" It was tragic. It, it was, was very close. It, it was it, disturbing. It it was very close. It, it was, but I think that the closeness for me shows the exact partisan lines of this country that we are absolutely divided. Yes. Um, this is something that I uh, I always took with me as a magazine, hip hop magazine. Called uh, is it double XL or triple XL? Which one is it? Double XL, right? I always forget. It's double XL, right? Triple XL might be yeah, yeah. Triple XL might be something else. Double XL. They used to have this um, little column, right? And they said, "Are you black or are you white?" They said, "In the South, in the South, they don't care if you're Asian. They don't care if you whatever. They said you could be a Klingon. And is are you black or are you white? And that's just how." This country is literally divided. I'm glad that you said that because as I was pulling up the stats, I'm like, I'm not finding anything that's breaking this down beyond black and white. I'm not seeing other. No, I'm not you? seeing Asian. I'm not seeing. It was literally white voters is 70, black voters is 30, and oh, that's Alabama. it. <laughs> yeah, but I, you said Alabama, but is it again? I don't think it's Alabama. I think it is a macro view. Mm of what this entire country and and dare I say even the the way of the western world goes is black or white period dot even even if you're an asian even if you're a latino it's like the you black people yes the black people represent all of y'all like <laughs> like legitimately because and I'd say this and and let me say this I'd go so far as to say we are the face and the voice of the minority people because mm. we are mm. let's be let's be very serious here we are the most polarizing and i feel as though we cannot hide as well as right. let's say for instance latinos or even asians right. asians can get you yes. know very yes. they call themselves invisible we're the invisible people you know and they take that as a negative they slide and, right on yeah they slide right through and let me tell you something i would not mind being invisible every <laughs> once in a while Okay. Yeah, just see okay right through that. me. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I think I'm inclined to agree because if you notice when you when you see 
when you have to do like job applications and they ask you to identify your race, mm -hmm. they say, are you of Hispanic descent? Whether you white or black, that's right. are you of Hispanic descent? Like, okay, that's an extra thing that we want to know, but are you white or black? Like, pick one. Yeah, pick one. They still make you yes. pick one. You can't yeah. just be brown. No, no, no. So no, you cannot. What What do you have for this, though? Like, So here's the thing. So Doug Jones has this great win. It's like, ah, you know what I mean? And then the next day in Twitter news, social media news, it's not really congratulating Doug Jones. Those aren't the headlines. It's not even, let us introduce you to Doug Jones, this person we don't know anything about because the headlines have been dominated by the pedophile, yeah. uh, rapist, uh, racist, bigot, homophobic <laughs> Roy Moore. It's not telling us who this man is, who is now gonna be. It is crediting black women with the defeat of Roy Moore. And immediately, I it, it goes, huh? Yeah. Right? Because I know there's not enough black women to, to win anything. There's not enough black people <laughs> to win any election. It's a media tactic. And I was like, <laughs> wait, how are we crediting black women? Why, why are we? I, I, listen, we have some tweets. Uh, if, if you want to show those on screen, J. Cole, uh, <laughs> of what people were saying ab about giving black women the credit. Uh, for this poll win. I don't have you don't have them? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, y'all saw them. Uh, they showed uh, <laughs> memes of how women, look, black women, look leaving the polls. They had um, uh, Beyonce from the there Super was, Bowl. <laughs> there was an entire dialogue surrounding <laughs> the black women savior idea that they're putting yes. out there. Yes, yes, it yes. It wasn't like it, they took it from the um, election and then they just kind of push it out into life. Black women saving everybody again, um, and they—it's a media tactic, in my opinion. What do you mean by that? What do you mean it's a media tactic? It goes way, way, way back to the tactics that they used during slavery. Right now, black people are uniting a lot more than they have. Mm, okay. And it does not benefit the media or their agenda for us to do so. So what do you do? You go back to splitting up the black family. You turn the black man against the black woman. Mm -hmm. And while I do, I have experienced the mammy situation where a black woman and a woman of color actually, in a lot of situations ends up doing a lot of the heavy lifting and a lot of the work because we will do what needs to get done regardless of whose job it is. Mm -hmm. That's not this. This is not about that. Mm -hmm. But the media wants it to be about that because it gets to, you get to split up the black man and the black woman and if you keep them split they're not going to do anything like what they could do is it just the media though because i went on twitter and tweeted how in the world are black women being credited with this win the math and statistics do not support this if white people are 60 percent of the vote and of the voters and black people are 30 percent of the voters there's no way in the world that black women alone got this man elected it required the vote as well of black men please somebody explain yes, it to and me and white men and white women you just said if they're yes. the, i mean like and it right like he only won by ten thousand votes like i need people to get that doug won by ten thousand votes so if a very small percentage of white people had just voted for roy there would have been nothing <laughs> that black people in general could have done to prevent Roy from being elected. So I just couldn't understand. I got no retweets 
and no likes from black women Twitter who was all doing the memes and going, yes, black women because are amazing. Because they were going to follow suit. We, we don't think the way we should. Honestly, we, we go with what they give us. They give a black mm. woman credit. She going to take it and run. We're not focusing on the big picture and the real issues. Mm. Um, side note, I will always say, and most people do not agree with me on this, we need to be a lot more respectful and appreciative of our allies. I will preach this until the end. Mm -hmm. If those white people that you mentioned did not choose mm -hmm. to go the route that they went, mm -hmm. then we would be in trouble because it can't just be us fighting for us. We need allies that are not part of the marginalized populations fighting for us as well. And we don't focus on that enough. We don't appreciate that the way we should. I know that we want to do it by ourselves, mm -hmm. but let's be real. That, okay, I want to talk about that. That, okay. that is, I believe that that is one of our biggest problems in our African-American community. Mm -hmm. We, we want to do everything by ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't see every startup business that you see, like everyone is afraid to invest in someone else. Yes. Everyone is afraid to join somebody else's efforts. Yes. It's like, well, I could start up my own. Like you, you mm -hmm. wouldn't believe how many black folks, they'll see what you're doing. They'll, they'll go, mm, mm, mm. they'll hate on it. Then they'll go try and replicate it because, you know, they think they can. And, right. and I, and I want to say this because I'm going to say this later on, too. How many podcasters out there in the black, black, black blogosphere uh -huh. that are actually podcasting the exact same content? So many. And, and if they just work together, that they could have a bigger movement and yes. just this day, this day, you, you know, but they don't. I know I know of a, a two groups of bloggers that literally have the exact same name. No, I'm not joking. Oh, I'm not going to say who they are, but they <laughs> literally have, and they're in the same area, and they have the same the name. The same area? The same geographic area? They're in the same, I mean, they are oh. in the same geographic area, and they have, I mean, the names aren't even similar. There's only one word that oh, differentiates yeah. the two groups, and they are talking about the exact same hmm. content. And you go, why don't y'all just merge? Like, you know, but we can't do that. And so... I, it's very easy to say black men, black women. I think it's all of us. Like we have a problem mm -hmm. with working together. Like mm -hmm. we can't live together. No. We can't no. live together. We can't legitimately say. Western culture. Yeah. That Western culture. It's like, oh, I need my own refrigerator. Oh, I need my own phone. Oh, I need my own yeah. bedroom. Oh, I need my own mm -hmm. living room. Mm -hmm. While everybody else mm -hmm. is living together, stacking up all that bread. All of it. And then going out and buying an entire, not a house, and an entire community. And while mm -hmm. we're scrapping for name recognition because you work for this company mm -hmm. and you live in this house by yourself, I pay this bill by myself. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very problematic all the way around what, to, to piggyback mm -hmm. what Gabby is saying. Mm -hmm. I want to pose a question, though. Yeah. I like to pose a question. Yeah. Can someone explain to me what is happening with the black woman population that they feel that they need to have so much credit. For, when were you all discredited? I, I, I need to understand when black women were discredited. Hmm. Le legit. Legit. And I'm not, this is not a hot take. This is a for real question. Mm -hmm. Because I take great exception mm -hmm. to a lot of these new jacks out here. I believe mm -hmm. that they're all... 30 and under mm -hmm. who are making all this noise and, and behaving as if black women are marginalized. And I'm like, how sway? 
I don't. We we're gonna talk about Amarosa, right? We are gonna talk about Amarosa. She she came out on the Today Show, right? She did indeed. Okay, who did she speak to on the Today Show? Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Yes. He's been on there for how long? A year or two. Okay. If that. In a couple years. Who dissed her? Who dissed Amarosa on the Today Show right after that segment? Robin. Robin. How long has Robin been there? For a very long time. Robin's been in the public face for a long time. Oh, okay. Okay. I've I've been looking at Robin for my entire time. life. For I've been looking time. at Oprah Winfrey. Right, I was going to mention my her. entire life. You somebody tell me who the male counterpart to Oprah Winfrey is. I'll wait. The black male counterpart to Oprah Winfrey. I will wait. There's only one person I can think of and I don't yeah. even think that it's the even the quit. same nope. level. Who's so that? when you think of someone who's on who was on TV it Don't you been, do it. Don't you do but it. But it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's the same industry. But it's not but it's not equivalent. Like you you if can't you say if you say no, if you no, say no, anybody no. that rhymes with go tell <laughs> Hotel. If you who was who are you getting raised at? I was just I was gonna mention Bill Cosby is the only. Oh, I thought you was gonna say Montel. I was gonna. <laughs> no, I was Montel. I was gonna. Flip the, you took Mont- it all. <laughs> no, no, no. But there isn't one, and I was gonna mention that. You know, we've had conversations here at SCN. We're really trying to pin down like where are black women marginalized, and is it really within our community with black men? And I'm like. Ah. I, I put could, the question out. Could, listen, could we Talk have taken issues experienced in the world in as we interact in white America, particularly in academic spaces and in um, corporate spaces, and bringing those issues and merging them domestically? Have we been doing that? And, and, and quite frankly, I think that we have. You know, for someone like me, where, you know, you spent a majority of your life in academia and, you know, then merging into corporate America. And I practice law. There's not many black people in those arenas, right? And so, and particularly not a lot of black men either. So you're interacting primarily with white men. Wanting to be seen and heard by white men. Not even romantically, like, don't get it twisted, but not even that, but just professionally. Like, I need you to see me. <laughs> I need you to yeah. hear what I'm saying. It's the male privilege that they're accustomed right? to. Right? Yes. And taking that and bringing that home domestically. One, one second. Uh, Shalonda Lee on Periscope says, when they stop becoming wives and moms, uh, corporate America... Damn it, it disappears. I hate that. It disappears Periscope. so quick on Periscope. Fast. Say it again, Shay. Please, uh, If you don't mind. Um, but yeah. I-, I think that black women feeling like they need this amount of credit, it's, it's come from a long time, but it, it comes from feeling lonely. When you know that the white man want, has white male privilege and that you know they are out there wanting to be seen. And you mm-hmm. know that when white women fight for... Feminism, they they are not fighting for you. Oh, and then when the black man says, you need to focus on fighting for the race, you need to focus on fighting for the culture, and then you can worry about your own issues, that's when the black woman starts to feel very alone. Mm. That's when she starts okay. to feel isolated. Okay. And I have to go for me because nobody else in here 
is mm. going to stick up for me. And when the media and when certain musicians and certain artists like to negatively depict women, when your own don't even stand for you, mm. you are by yourself. And so, yes, you do need to be seen now because everybody is standing on you. You do not see other races degrade their women the way black people do. I don't see that. Like country mm. music, not in music, country music, and you know none okay. of that no pop none of that rock music do they degrade women do they focus that much on bringing down you know the black woman so we are mm. we are alone and so we are forced to do for ourselves and then they look at us like we're opportunists i didn't have a choice if i could be domesticated go home and cook all day and clean gladly but i don't have that mm. okay wait hold on so so let me get this straight because I have two questions I really want to ask here. Mm. Uh, but they're in different parts in there. Okay. So you say in music, black men tearing down black women. Right? Right. Okay. Why hasn't it stopped? I don't know. Uh, Lee Reggie Mathis, you, I saw a look on your face off screen. <laughs> What, what was your immediate thought? Can you please tell me what your immediate thought was to that? So we don't control those, um, those images that are being portrayed as far as uh, we don't actually, uh, we may make the music, but there's somebody that's actually putting, putting it out there. And there's somebody that's green lighting and mm-hmm. saying there's what's There's somebody gonna, asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not us that's controlling it. Yeah. So I was a fan of Heavy D growing up. Heavy mm-hmm. D didn't say that. Kid and Play didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Public Enemy didn't say that. It was, it, you know, uh, Poor Righteous Teacher didn't say it. Uh, um, who else? Uh, De La Soul didn't say that. I can go on and on and on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. But when the conscious move, if you look at legit, if you look at the fun hip-hop, party hip-hop, conscious hip-hop, gangster rap. Straight out of Compton. You look, and, and remember the conversation that we had? Yeah. That I was one of the main people. Listen, and I'm going to still say this, mm-hmm. right? Because black women were like, oh, it was great. It was great. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Huh? Wait, wait, exactly. Like, hold on. <laughs> so the people that took the money, they took the, the, mm-hmm. the, the sellout. Mm-hmm. They took it. They said, oh, well, let's degrade women. Let's call them bitches and hoes. Let's just call it what it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's objectify them, taking their shirts off of videos, have them run around topless. But who's what? Are you telling me that the population of male and female is what to what? How many is is five to one? What is it? Oh, I don't know. Four to one in the African American community. Be comfortable with four to one. Four to one, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. That sounds like what? I, yeah. Right. So yet again, with this vote, who's buying? The rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice. Who's buying that? Who's buying we don't love them hoes? Who's buying that? Who's, what did Chris Rock say? What, uh, uh, what, what was the joke? Uh, F him in the, uh, what was it? Suck his dick, look at the ball. Look at that. And then he's like, he ain't talking about me, girl. Yeah, Smack him with a dick. Yeah, he's like, he ain't talking about me. And, and I believe you all, you, you all segmentize what's mm-hmm. for and against you but you don't put it all in and go no this is all bad let's end it i agree I let's not end disagree it with you because y'all could have ended this with see dolores tucker in the late 80s early 90s but y'all didn't i agree and that is a large part of the problem is some of us understand the damage that's done mm-hmm. and some of us are just kind of rolling with it this is an opportunity for me to get in front of the camera so i'm gonna go in front of this camera mm-hmm. and take my shirt off only a very select few of the black women 
understand the damage that it does to the entire population to continue to feed into this. And the melody's good. It sounds good. It's catchy. Let's go with it. Let's sing Cardi B. But um, and uh, he's not talking about me. He's not talking. about And me. I'll put myself on a pedestal. He he's talking about them other girls. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talking about them. And together. they need to be talked them. about. They need to get their lives. Together. We we do have the well, issue yeah. it, as women. I don't. I I wouldn't say that it was just limited to black women, but we do have the issue as women. As no, they're the hoes. Yeah. I'm the good girl, and you deserve to be talked about. So and I'm not doing anything to help them. I'm not helping. I'm not doing anything to help them get. Not realizing how that all plays. Okay, so my next question, I want to be the voice because it's clear that I don't understand certain things. And if I don't, then I'm sure that there are other men Mm -hmm. out there. I take myself and I multiply it by, you know what I mean, 100,000. So there's at least 100,000 black men who may think along the lines that I do. So here's the question I want to add. This is part two. What are these black woman issues that we don't know, understand, or assist you all in? What are the, the, these black women issues that are wholly yours and no one else's and no one's helping you out with these issues? I don't know. Because anytime I've asked, I don't get a clear answer. I'm not asking you to speak for an entire monolithic group of people. I am asking simply to have a dialogue to understand what these issues are that black men, because you said that we'll say to you, no, let's talk about the group of us. Let's talk about us as a people. Once we move as a people, then we will assist you get your needs met. What are these black woman needs that I am unaware of? Help me out here. Um, I don't even know if, let me, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. So I, I do get the sense that it is the dynamic between black women and black men mm-hmm. are not the same between white men and white women. And yet both parties are trying to bring that di- their dynamic inside. So I f- get the sense at least from reading, following black female feminist Twitter that their frustration comes with black men trying to operate under the patriarchal system of white men and yet not having the same resources, access, and power and all that other stuff to either operate under that system. And black women feeling like they're having to pull the weight um, in a way that white women do not in their relationships. That, that is the sense that I get. What is the weight? So. Uh, income differences. So in white America, uh, time, time I, right? Spent at home, you know, spent white men make more than everybody. Okay, they right. make more than everybody. Right? right? There's no way in the world as black men will ever be at that same place in the totem pole. Right? So right. that all trickles down in everything on on this side. And I get the sense that black women feel like black men are still trying to operate as oppressors in the same way that white men are. And yet you do not have the same amount of resources, power, and access. And black women do, right? So I feel like they get the sense that they are over here doing what white men are doing, having the better jobs, working, doing all this other stuff, and still having to come home and dealing with the issues of like, wait a minute, why are you trying to operate in this fashion? At the same time, I get the sense from black men that black women are just like, well, what is happening over here? Like, you're acting like the white man over here. I, I get the, that's 
that is probably the best I can articulate. Okay, I'm, still not hearing a, I'm not hearing a, a need here yet. Still, I'm not here. The only need, that, the only need that I heard, excuse me, the only actual need that I heard is to get equality in your career and pay and things like that of that nature. I would have to say, if you are specifically looking for a need that black women have, that they don't feel like anyone helps support them in fulfilling, yeah. is legitimately support in all of its fast in all of its fashions. Like um, women are having, there's a double standard that you almost kind of mentioned that black women do not have the luxury that mm-hmm. a lot of white women do of being mm-hmm. able to pick one, being able to, you know, work outside of the home or stay inside and be the homemaker. You have to do both. There's no choice to pick. And if you let either one slip, then mm-hmm. you are failing your entire family. But I think we're expected to do both. We're expected to bring in half the income because the black man is not going to do this by himself and you're not about to just take all my money. And then we're expected to run the household because you're the woman and you're supposed to run the household. We're expected to, to do both and there's mm-hmm. no support from the black man. There's just the expectation of what you're supposed to do. So, so okay. So what I'm hearing is traditional gender roles is a problem. Okay, and then I'm hearing that you all are still being marginalized by not being able to do what white women do, and it's pick one, as you said. So it still goes into white oppression, white Mm -hmm. patriarchal. Where does the black man fit in this? I heard what you said, that you all are saying that we are trying to, you know... um, What's the term for that? Like, work within that system, if you will, of white patriarch. And, and I don't, I don't know how. I don't have a Fortune um, 500 company. I don't have, <laughs> like, like Reggie said, I cannot release the artists that I want to release mm-hmm. and get them out there. I can't listen. I, Kendrick Lamar said he wants to see women with stretch marks and natural hair, and got dre- like you can't win. You. You, you have someone that says, hey, I support you and your blackness and not having to get photoshopped. I totally and, appreciated that moment. Yeah, but how many I of totally the, appreciated but that how moment. Ma- but how me. many of the same black feminist Twitter women, oh, he, and, and then his, and his girl, and it's like, God, they, like, we, listen, man, listen, I don't know. I, I'm, I get in my feels because there are times when I've been, I have, exclusively serious relationship exclusively been with black women exclusively right uh, a couple Asians here and there a My few first like, Asian. yeah but, but I, I had a few uh, <laughs> I had a few yeah I didn't, but but those were never serious relationships oh okay they were never it's dating okay it's like you can date somebody I dated everybody I didn't I didn't dated everybody okay, okay right but I'm just, I'm just saying. So, why am I always like people say, "Oh, now you want to be the victim"? No, but I just want to understand what you want and need. And if you're telling me I don't want to need nothing from you, okay, then keep me and my gender and this group out of your mouth. Keep us out of your mouth. If you don't want us, you don't need <laughs> us. Then don't mention us. 
And I think that's a very good point. So I, I feel that, like I said, both parties bringing in models from a community that does not reflect us at all. And I feel like it does set them up to be like, I, I don't want you black man. I really want a white man. And and see, like, so I can't disagree with you when you're saying if you don't want us, leave us out of it. Leave me out of it. You know, and, and I ain't gonna lie. There was a moment, I forget what it was, where I realized like, oh my God, like I feel like there is a segment of black women who really just want to be with white men and, and they're pushing for that. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's, for me, that's so bad. Like, <laughs> Why are you putting down one? If you prefer the other and you prefer that, then go right on ahead. But it, but don't put down someone else and also at the same time try to replace them as the oppressor. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yes, but that's the problem that I said from the onset of the, it's both of us. Yes. That, you know, black men, you know, I have a cousin, a full-blooded cousin who literally said, man, I hate dating black chicks, man. They all, they just always got drama. They do this, they loud, da, 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 right? He dated a, excuse my, I'm, listen, hey, y'all know me, so if y'all want to come for me, come for me. But he dated one of them old niggery ass Asian chicks that thought she was black and she was dirty Asian trash. She had, she had, Three kids. She had three kids, and uh, he got her a car, a phone, and he went off to work. He out here trying to play Leave It to Beaver, and he go off to work. And guess what she doing all day? She just slid over across the street, and she damn sure wasn't playing spades. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So, so how much drama is that? How, Plenty. How much drama is Plenty. that? Huh? Plenty. Do you know? Listen, and white women. Let me let me say this about white women. Let let me for real have this conversation about white women. Okay, I don't know which one of these black men out here pretending like they are unicorns and they are magical beasts that have ascended from the Caucasus Mountains, but they ain't. They ain't. White women are some of the meanest, most pettiest. Spiteful, and I'm going to tell you something. You piss off a white woman if you want to in a relationship. She will grab a bag of oranges and beat herself. And like, and he did it. Who is he? Him. She won't say nothing. Him. And they will grab your black ass like you King Kong trying to run off with Faye Ray. I mean, I, man. <laughs> so. No, I, I mm. do not disagree. I do not disagree. Mm. But there is a very general issue that is spawning all of these, all of these thousands of issues that we are having and we are discussing. Black people in America, vindictive, yes. We don't know what we are doing because we are not following Mm -hmm. the white European model of like, that's not who we are, that's not where we fit. We were not made in this country to, we were not brought to the country to fit into that model, Mm -hmm. but we don't know what model we are supposed to fit into. We're not Africans. At least we don't know that we are or how to be that. Mm-hmm. We know we're not part of white culture. So that means we don't know what the hell we are supposed to be doing. It's the same thing that frustrates me when you see a woman on a hair commercial or a hair product commercial with mm-hmm. curly hair. Mm-hmm. And then black people get mad. Why her hair got to be nappy? And then you see her with a relaxer. Well, why her hair got to be straightened? I completely understand that frustration. But that's because because we don't know what we're doing and there is no template and there is no model. We are doing 50,000 different things. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, going in 50,000 different directions. Yes. Okay, what, what you got? So uh, we have a comment from uh, Nikila Shannon, author. 
Uh, she says, uh, talking about white women. Yeah. Yes, they are manipulators. Yes. They have a hidden agenda. Some white women. Hashtag. Yes. Let, let me say this. I, I, let me say this. Let me let me say this. I know a lot of men and a lot of women who I like to call them never been kissed Twitter. Right? Yes. Who were ugly ducklings in the in the wrong time of their lives, right? Like I had my uh awkward phase, ugly awkward phase as that first trimester when you had a big uh, embryo head and then your eyes are. Is that, that when it happened? That's when it happened for me. Okay. It was just like I looked like an alien. I had that moon. Head. I was inside the womb. And never again. Yeah, after that, I was good. Okay. I was okay. good after that. So <laughs> that was my ugly, awkward phase was the embryo. Mm. But these people who who didn't date um, growing up, and I, and I told Trey once. Let me say this. I t- remember my mathematics, Reggie. You need to hear this. I said no. this is this is what my mathematics always is. Show me who you dated in high school. Show me who you dated in college, mm-hmm. and show me who you dated in your professional. Right or married. Or married, mm-hmm. and I will show you who you are as a person. That will Not that fair. will that will tell no. you everything. Yeah, oh yes, everything. it will. Oh yes, it will. Because let me tell you something. Boom. You didn't date in high school. You didn't date in college, and you married it. It's like ah. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, mm-hmm. ah, ah, you were sitting around. You think that you better. You you made it up in your mind. Like, no, I'm not going to do that because nobody chose you. Mm-hmm. And then you were still seeking to be chosen by the star basketball player, mm-hmm. the light skinned, curly haired dude. The, the, you know, Jay-Z even rapped about it. He, you know, his whole modus operandi in life was to find a light skinned girl with wavy hair to be with. Him. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's all of our insecurities. We are a group of people who live out of our insecurities. Like, y'all cannot afford red bottoms, but yet and still y'all buy them. Like, dudes that I know, like, do you know how expensive Jordans really are? When you yes, really look at the answer. bottom line, yes. that you really can't, just because you can buy something doesn't mean you can afford it. And we are the most showy people. We have to live through other people's brands. Yes. We have, like, I know people in my neighborhood growing up. They would get a car and they would drive around the neighborhood all damn day long. They would not get out that car. I knew dudes who would go to the club and park outside the club and sit in their car. Am I lying about this? Hashtag Gary. Okay. No. Okay. So, you know, like, and then when, when one of somebody else, an outsider chooses you, I have seen... I have seen unfortunate looking black chicks get a white man, get a white man, and they think they didn't like they didn't done something yes. miraculous. Yes. And I, I think everything that we do on both sides of the, the coin is for status, right? Mm-hmm. Or for mm-hmm. us, it's for status. Mm-hmm. But guess what it is for white folks? Objectification. And I don't care what anyone says. It is you think like, oh, I got a black man. Oh, I got a black, I got a black woman. Like right. it is objectification. I, I've never, I've never seen nobody. I've never seen anybody who grew up in a white area their whole life and they just happened to meet a black. They had a white girl in high school. They had a white girl in college, and then they went to work and they met somebody. Like yeah, we met at work and it was cool as hell. And they ended up with this black chick, and he is who he is. She is who she is. I have rarely seen that. Rarely, but I've seen it. Rarely, but I mean, you've seen it, but I'm talking, I've rarely seen it. 
And when I've seen it, it's always objectified. I, I've seen plenty of white women, plenty of white men who get one of us and they just, oh, 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 oh. and then when a black person get it, we like, yes, I, I have a look white husband. Score. Yeah, look at, look, look at what at I have. Score. No, seriously. That's seriously. True. That's what I, I don't know, man. But here's my question. Yeah. Because this is all very true. And this has all been a conversation with the black population and in America for a very long time. Yeah. Is it getting better? Nope. Not even a little bit. Nope. Not nope. even with we black toothbrushes. What, 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 what are you asking? Let me, I was being silly, but what are you really asking? What's better? So I can. Do you think that black America is starting to appreciate who they are naturally instead of trying to fit into somebody else's mode of what they should be? So they're not worried as much about status. Are they learning to support one another, whether it is a romantic sense or not? Yes. Are we starting to do better? Because when we can start functioning better, whether it's romantically or not romantically, and we can start being more communal and trying to build together, then we can get rid of a lot of these other issues because we won't be functioning out of insecurity because we will finally like who we are. You have several people saying yes on Periscope. Uh, Reggie definitely has a... I'm going to say no. Okay. okay. Hi, Reggie. It has, the, the line has changed. So now we have the vocal... Um, I guess the vocal majority that are, that use uh, the internet and use Twitter and social media, but they're not necessarily representing of the total spectrum of blackness. So they're more representing of what the college graduate, the um, successful black, and so it becomes a position where we are now um, distancing ourselves from our less successful um, black people, and we're making it so. Well, you once you get to this certain status, so that means when you have a good job and you you think a certain way and you um, articulate yourself a certain way, and you get on social media and you um, voice an opinion, a certain type of opinion, mm -hmm. then you're accepted into this type of blackness. But the ones who do not are looked down upon. So I don't think we are in uh, in fact moving in the right direction. Damn, you make a great argument, and I and I. I'm inclined to have to agree to that. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm waffling, but I agree with his statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, and I think it goes to uh, another Sunday edition we had where we were talking about being a millennial is not for your black ass. And we were yeah. talking about uh, our particular generation. And I believe maybe in a off-camera conversation, you talked about us being the greatest generation. Like, yes. us being the greatest generation. Yeah. And paired with that statement, uh, where you have these people who have deemed themselves by themselves as being the public intellectuals that yeah. they are the the voice the thought taste, leaders tastemakers the tastemakers right yeah. and, and like you said a lot of them are under 30 you have just gotten your bachelor's degree yeah. in these subjects that you're always opining on which doesn't make you an expert under any under, yeah. under any criteria because usually phd means you're an expert depending on where you got your piece of paper uh, but you know right so a lot of y'all right a lot of y'all are Phoenix. talking from very basic uh, theory that you learn in undergrad which means you spent less than two years on these subjects you haven't delved into them and you're just spouting these things and it sounds good somebody else's someone else's right yeah. this is not your work this is not 10 12 15 years of work of digging into this body of topics this is a very complex topic when you're talking about an oppressed people uh, who are yeah. who are literally very few years relatively out of 
of being in slavery and we're trying to rebuild community which, uh, from which we have no template. Like, <laughs> right, what you said. We, then we are a mess. And, and so I agree with you that we are getting better. But at the same time, I agree with Reggie. We have a lot of work to do. I that, yeah, we do not disagree. We have, that we have a lot of work to do. What I am seeing now that makes my entire soul happy is more, and I, I didn't know that it existed, and Raymond knows I've talked about this forever, is going Raymond? back. I'm oh, sorry. Um, no, he's a friend of mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Um, I'm seeing black-owned businesses mm -hmm. specializing in an industry where you are mentoring, you are helping, you are building, you are growing, hiring black people, going into black neighborhoods, and actually doing this from the ground up. These particular organizations are not separating and I'm really glad to see that it exists. Mm -hmm. And by no means is this on a large scale, mm -hmm. but I'm just happy to know that it is starting. Like oh, it is existing. I want to say this before we have to wrap because we'll, yeah, we'll see we're going into this one really <laughs> yes, far. Yes. I, I don't want to have the last word, but I want to make this statement before we move on, uh, take a break and move on to the Amorosa segment. Um, ain't nothing new under the sun. And the people, that the, the black millennials who believe that this is there, and I've done the math, you're not a millennial. If we just only come out of slavery at this time, That's we right. are X amount of years behind. That's so right. we're not even close to the greatest generation yet. That's that's white people. Right. That's their advantage. Like so, you can't say that they have an X amount of year head start and you fit yourself into their time frame right. because that again is what you're trying to do. You are literally telling everyone that you are trying to align yourself to whiteness. It, you can't, and that's, and I'm sorry, but I see all these people of that age group and of a certain gender who report that on social media, and they 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 literally have two different, you know, agendas as well as talking points. You're like, wait, but you just said this over there, and they're contradicting themselves left and right. But here's the thing that I want to say, right? Mm -hmm. We have lived in neighborhoods, lived in cities that it was a black population. We had black businesses. My grandfather, my grandmother owned black businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, my my grandfather's family owned a block and a half of now the Chicago Loop, um, and they had tailor shops, barber shops. They had all of that. And, and my grandfather um, managed one of two different stores. Um, he was a tailor, and he had a shop, and then he managed the the barber end of it. And my grandmother and my aunt used to get these beautiful dresses made. They would go out to the theater, the black theater. They would go out to the mm -hmm. black restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then guess what happens? It was a great joke from, uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, when he went in to go get help from the People's Revolution, right? And he said, and then we marched in with guns. Then the brothers came out with jobs. Mm -hmm. They weren't mad at Whitey no more. <laughs> mm -hmm. And as a kid, I thought that was funny, but that was one of the greatest social commentaries that I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. We were mad when we weren't let in. We were mad when we weren't able to equate ourselves to whiteness. Mm -hmm. Once they let us in, mm -hmm. once we were, what's the favorite word that Martin Luther King wanted? Integrated. Once we got integrated, we was like, oh, blackness ain't good no more. That black store ain't good. They customer service. They went, that black store kept you alive mm -hmm. for 30 years, kept your mm -hmm. family alive for th when they wouldn't let your ignorant black ass in the Sears. <laughs> no, I'm being That's real. real. I'm real. being real. That's real. 
when it was only a certain day you could go in there and shop. And for a block of hours, and then it was only certain products they would let you get. The dented ones, the return ones, that is lit. I don't think people really know how far that that rabbit hole went. And as soon as you were let in the whiteness, you said, F blackness. And now we're getting back to it and going, oh, now we respect it. Everything is, it goes around and around. And so it's coming back in vogue. But, you know, because guess what? We're seeing the oppressor don't want you here. You're seeing that this Trump regime and you see all this stuff. They don't want you here. But yet and still, we want to keep integrating. Let's keep integrating. Let's keep pushing through. And for what? What do you want? You want what you're trying to work towards white. Period. Dot. Period. Dot. You you got a closing comment because I'm I'm here. Closing comment is that the headlines for one more were divisive. And we have to recognize them as being divisive. And we cannot support them. You cannot go along with them. As soon as people started giving credit they sh- to just black women, they should have been shut down completely. And even if, just assuming for the sake of argument, that black women did do all the work, shut it down and go grab your black man and bring him with you. That is what should be done. It should not be about taking sole credit and pushing that narrative that it's just us. It can't be. They coming for you. They gonna come, come for you. Come for me. They gonna come for you. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, let's go to commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about another black woman who's being dragged by black women. The lovely Omarosa. I don't care. I'm a fan. Come for me. We'll be right back. with the Fifth Column Network. You just caught me engaging in one of my favorite pastimes at Christmas, singing and playing the piano. You know what one of my other other favorite pastimes is? FCN's 12 Days of Christmas list. Join us every day at 7 p.m. on the Fifth Column Network beginning December the 12th. You're not going to want to miss this. was the night before the first day of Christmas. Uh, Oh, no, wait. Who wants that old story? Not us. We want debates and hot takes. See what FCN says is the best of Christmas. 12 Days of Christmas list. December 12th through the 23rd, nightly at 7 p.m. Only on the Fifth Column Network. (laughs) What happened? I resigned, um, and I didn't do that in the residence as being reported. John Kelly and I sat down in the Situation Room, which is a very secure, very quiet room in the White House, and we had a very candid conversation. And I wanted to make the one-year mark. That was one of the goals that I set out to, and then get back to my life. All right, guys, we are back. Um, Trezene here with The Revolution and Gabby for FCN Prime News, a Sunday edition. We are, you just saw Omarosa speaking to Michael Strahan about yeah. uh, not being fired, but instead resigning. Um, yes, last week uh, it was all over Twitter that she had been fired and dragged off of the White House residence grounds for being fired. It was a mess. And the thing that shocked me again was how everybody was coming for Omarosa. Like, 
people were taunting and were making petty comments about uh, her firing. I, I felt bad for Omarosa and I just couldn't understand why people were coming for her uh, the way that they were. But I think I was really more moved by the public comments of black women in public forums and their reactions to her. Uh, I think we have all uh, seen, what's her face? Uh, Robin Rob Roberts yeah. um, and her complete showing of disdain. Yeah. Like she didn't try to, no poker face. I mean, and actually, I think he has a clip. Do you have you a clip of that? Please show that. Show that. And when I can tell my story, it is a profound story that I know the world will want to hear. Yeah, she will. I fully sure. And when I can tell my story, I mean, Robin Roberts, <laughs> a, a career <laughs> journalist broadcaster who could not put on the face. I mean, she was just like, yeah, I mean, complete disgust on her face to be like, and, bye, Felicia. And, by, and then to you, to you, bye, bye, Felicia. A total colloquialism yes. of modern hipness. And she threw that. I mean, like, when I tell you she was as stone faced, she was dead serious, and she. She gave she zero FUQSs. Zero. 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 I, I was shocked. I mean, we we also saw a regular commentator on CNN, Angela Rye. Right. She did the same thing. Uh, we have a clip of that as well. Can we show that too, Jacob? Nope. Ain't no. Nope. Clip. I, okay. Did you send it? I, I did. They are all in the uh, Google Drive. Uh, okay. I pulled them at two this morning. That's all right. But in the clip from CNN, it was some white lady who knows who she is. And it had April Ryan in the four screen. It had uh, the former press secretary or somebody, some black chick, short hair, I don't know. But it also had Angela Rye. And when they got to Angela Rye to ask for her comment, she, she was like, ah! she said, I'm going to do it because y'all not. And she just died. In and she just died and was like, bye, girl. Bye. We don't care. And so April Ryan was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I do not delight in anyone's demise. She's like, I'm not delighting in her demise. I wish her the best of luck. But ah, bye, girl. You never represented our community. You're skin folk, not kin folk. And I mean, just I've never seen any personal. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my entire life to see a black woman get publicly fired or whatever. She's been removed, okay? She's, yeah. she's not going to have her she, job. And two black women with huge platforms literally delighting or just, just could not contain their real feelings about it. Yeah, zero professionalism. Zero professionalism. Zero professionalism. And I'm like, what the fudge is wrong? With black, what is, what is wrong with black women? What is, I just can't understand it. I can't understand it. So, again, it's gonna it's gonna go back to another larger picture that we've talked about before. Um, there needs to be an agenda. Black women need to have an agenda that is more important than these individual instances. You need to be about the furthering of whether it is your black women or your black culture or anybody. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be about that, mm -hmm. that means you do not publicly do this. Like, I'm not an Omarosa fan. I'm good on Omarosa. <laughs> but you have those conversations personally, and this is the danger of social media. Like, we mm. are now this generation where your personal and your professional is all public for everybody to see. You talk trash about Omarosa in your living room, in your kitchen, in your girls' night, but the whole world does not need to see you publicly drag this woman. Mm. Yes, uh, Mr. Revolution? Question. Mm-hmm. Um, does Condoleezza draw up the same type of vitriol 
that Amorosa does? No, and it, no, she doesn't. And I that that's really where a lot of my uh, came from about this because I don't I don't know Condoleezza. Yeah, not bad. But I'm sure she could be a little bitchy. And she's done quite a few things that people don't agree with as she was very much a part of Bush's administration. Yes. Where she was very much in alignment with his views and you, yes. like, and did not get this kind of response. I, listen, like I said, I am a fan of Omarosa. You, listen, she's queen bitch, queen. I, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. There are things that I admire in Omarosa. I don't care. I don't care. Yes, she said something ridiculous saying people was going to bow down to Trump. You know what I'm, but listen, there are things that and qualities I have. She is a go-getter. She goes for what she wants. She gives no Fs. Like, I'm a fan of Omarosa. And I feel that a lot of people come for her because she is that bitch. Because she, listen, I, I believe she really kind of delights a little bit in her I'm villainy. Sure. I'm sure. You know, like, you know what I mean? And I, sure. I think people are more responding to that because Condoleezza doesn't present that. I think if Condoleezza, if this was a different, like Condoleezza was very much in the forefront in a, a slightly different time, not a completely different time, but a slightly different time. And I think that, like, it's been a few years and social media wasn't this crazy. No, true, true, true. I'm, it wasn't I'm listening. this I'm, crazy. Mm -hmm. So if Condoleezza was in the forefront right now, she'd be right there with her. But we are behaving significantly different now. And no matter who that black woman is right now that got out there and just went against your entire race and said things like, we're going to bow down to President Trump, excuse you? Who is we? Who is we? Who's, who's we going to bow down? She said, she clearly said his detractors. Criti critics and detractors. detractors. Okay. And anyone that opposes. Okay. That's why they like people. That's, yeah, Reggie. <laughs> um, it could have uh, a real big thing to do with the way that Condoleezza came up as opposed to the way that Omarosa came up. Condoleezza is, 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 is scholar, is um, educated. Um, now, while Amorosa is educated, she came up through um, Valley TV, and her depiction is totally different than what we know of Condoleezza because Condoleezza was not on TV um, mm -hmm. cursing out and, and doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. And then, when main, to maintain her spot in celebrity, Condoleezza was in office, was in doing these things. To maintain Amorosa's spot in celebrity, it was through reality TV shows, through cursing, through all of these other avenues. So our depictions of them aren't equal at all okay. as far as what they've done. Okay. I'd like to piggyback on that a little because I asked, I was on Twitter going, you know, because I couldn't understand why people were coming for her. And so a friend of mine who I can't say her name because her tweets are private, I said, can you just give me a refresher on why folks don't like Omarosa, and she said, I can only speak for myself, conscious blind spots, she's an opportunist, she lacks humility, and has religious incongruence. And that's why people don't like her. She said, I cannot be on the side of someone who lacks humility, is an opportunist. Opportunist, has blind spots, and just is basically all for herself. Um, <laughs> so, do you know how many black women I can fit into that same... You know how many everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> how many people in like, general can fit into that? Like, what are we talking about mm -hmm. here, man? Like, why do we, why, go ahead, Gabby. It go really ahead. does, I, I really think it does come down to what Mr. Mathis said. Mm -hmm. um, 
we when we met Amarosa, she was in the public to be judged. That was the purpose of you being present. You put yourself in front of the camera. You were almost a caricature in that time. You were just screaming. she was a caricature. She was a caricature, and mm -hmm. that's who we were introduced to. Mm -hmm. And now we're basically saying you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Now you want to be respected. Now you want to be talked about like you were, you know, an educated scholarly woman. But that's not who we met and you can't you haven't separated from that yet oh, and we have this we have like opposing views yeah they're gonna they're gonna come this whole generation is generation now generation immediacy generation like give me every i want to tweet i want my comment i want my mm -hmm. voice to be heard mm -hmm. i hate my I, for the most part i hate micro bloggers i i like it all of the internet has given too many people voices yes. and opinions, yes. and and most of you all like legitimately. What did Jerry Seinfeld say on Seinfeld? How many people of the population are dateable? He said uh, like five percent of the population is actually dateable. I think ninety-five percent of you bloggers are actually dumb as hell yes. because you are pseudo intellectuals, mm -hmm. and you you go out here and you take a one-on-one course right. you, you you've you've gotten some little paper degree from somewhere mm -hmm. and now you think you're somebody mm -hmm. and you you think that you have like you said mm -hmm. some expertise in something yes. because you talk more frequency and mm -hmm. at an escalated volume than yes. the other people yes. so that means you're smarter and now it's i got i've literally had somebody tell me i got more followers than you and i was mm -hmm. like Okay. What is what does that mean? That's a scary place. So you found more idiots that that <laughs> right. listen to you. Yes. So here's the here's the reason why I say that. Why do these same people who want to be on reality TV? Mm -hmm. This is a whole generation yes. that has yes. wants to be on a reality show. Yes. That has wants to be in front of a camera. That this is the reason why Snapchat is huge. This is the reason why Periscope is huge. Why there are now people who for a living are called YouTubers. Mm -hmm. why, like. I, I will keep having these comebacks for everyone. Why is Amarosa seen any differently? Because let me tell you, if someone came to you and said, here's a fast track to whatever it is that you want to do, you're going to take it. Who's, who legitimately said, no. Here, matter of fact, I don't want that ride. Here, take my shoes and socks and paint, point me into the, the, the gravel road. I'm going to go in barefoot. And I'm going to walk down a gravel road in the hardest. Reggie, you want to say something? Well, uh, uh, as the illustrious Black Thought said in his 10-minute uh, freestyle, um, just because they offer you some money don't mean that you should take it. And there is a price to pay with that. So if you, you may take it and you may get what you want. But that doesn't mean that all... Um, that you're uh, that you're now above criticism, or that you will uh, be on the side of public opinion at all points. So, yeah, you got what you wanted. You got to the point with that you wanted, and you. But, hey, right. You got it's give and take. Right. This goes hand in hand with that. I'm gonna get you sucker though. Yeah. Says says the guy who took the NBC check to be the band leader of Jimmy Kimmel's Tonight Show yeah. after Conan O'Brien was. Unceremoniously mm -hmm. exit that. Like mm -hmm. you know, you really? took the you took the contract right. with you know to be like it, it's. That, that's similar though. I mean, that's a that's. Yes, it is. It, in my opinion, it is similar because it it's you could have taken the road 
of being an independent artist and saying, nah, I don't want your money, fam. I, I, I'm going to do this. It, in my in my thought, it's it's they, actually very similar. They're the biggest band. The big, they still tour. They're the biggest band. Um, yeah, I'm not taking anything yeah, away so from that. They've done that. They've accomplished that. This is just yeah. something additional. No, no, no. To, so, but you still, we, we can talk about NBC Universal Comcast that blood money, and we know what they're doing. You took the check, though. I'm just saying, you're taking a check from people who aren't as reputable as for the community as you'd like them yeah. to be, though. But that's that's a, that's a different argument as opposed to, yeah, taking a check and still going about your business and doing what you need to yeah. do in the community as opposed to taking the check and becoming a caricature and continuing to... Um, yeah, you, you're right so about a, that. You, you're right I, about that. They're not caricatures, and you know. Well, I mean, Questlove kind of is. He's, he's no, he yeah, he, he has he's, like legit. He's a character. Yeah, he's he's he, yeah. Yeah, he's a talented. Yeah, he is. He's he's talented. So no, well, I definitely agree with Reggie. There's one thing to take the money, to take the money from somebody, taking the blood money, but where are you putting it? And then there's the money. But then there's where's your energy going? Where's your work going? What is your public figure being used for? So you're taking the money. That's one thing. That's one but thing. where's your time, energy, and your resources being put back into? With Amorosa, she's not putting back. How do you know that? Because, like, well, it's not about whether or not she's putting back. I apologize for that. But she is, she's perpetuating the issue. By going on TV and saying things like everybody, every critic, every detractor, every person is going to bow down to Donald Trump. Who is that was her quite job. Honestly, a I agree problem. With that. That, was her job. that was her job. She was the director of communications for the public liaison. Yeah. That was her job. That was her job. That was her job. Yeah, I guess. I think it just. When your job is to perpetuate the problem, then that is the Okay, so let me ask you a question. This is, I, you know, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I. I don't care about the heat, but I just want to ask this yet again. What in the blue oyster coat did Barack Hussein Obama actually do for you besides give an image of a man who loved a black woman, who was taking care of his black children? He was articulate. He was smart. He was competent. He, all, all of the imagery outside of that, what policy did he implement for that black woman issue that the needs of the black woman and the needs of the black community, what did he institute? I want an answer right now. He had the best form. He had the greatest platform in the world. What did he institute for your blackness? Give it to me right now. I'm going to give you the church usher finger because there is no answer. There isn't one? There is what did he do other than pass health care, get us health care? What else did he do? I don't have an answer. It for wasn't that. for us. That was for everybody. That, I, I don't have an answer for you. You have one? He gave, the, the only thing he gave is what you just said. He gave the image of what we all want to see. That's what he gave. And Omarosa is not. And she's, she's not. I'm not going to say that there is more. But what he did, those things like health care that he did for everybody. I'm not saying he had to get out there and be the black person's president and do things specifically for me because I don't think that's real life. I don't think that was a real option. But yet and still you are putting that same option on Amarosa. You literally just said she needs to do this in this platform and the only reason why I brought up Barack Obama is because you said that she should be doing this and I'm saying what did he do? He had the most power 
to do and to give back. Listen, man, listen. I, help me out here. Help help me out here. Reggie, you seem like you have something to say. Yeah. Help me out. Well, I mean, are we talking about what he did in office? Yeah, not much. But okay. as far as in programs, office. as far as programs that he has supported, uh, there's many. There's the, uh, the Chicago, uh, uh, the, uh, the one that he linked up with Common. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's plenty of those that he has pushed his, uh, used his platform to, to, to promote. Now, in office, nah. Okay. But to put that to Omarosa, what do we know of that she's done for the community? I mean, what do we know of that she has? What, what um, programs, What that, that she, on the boots on the ground, is she sponsoring, is she putting efforts toward? We don't know that. And I, that's a big part of it. If, 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 she, if she's that if big she, and we if don't know. If she was vocal about being, uh, supporting Trump, and then at the same breath was, with, uh, just like Steve Harvey had the meeting with um, Trump, Steve Harvey still does his, his community efforts. Yeah, Steve yeah, yeah. So if she was on that, in that, uh, that end of the spectrum, I don't think there is that same, uh, that same vote. Well, it still may be. I mean, it still may be. It still may be. It still may be. But I could respect her, her position a lot more. And she, she will still get that picture off from social media because that's going to be there. But... The opposition, you can always say, well, listen, this is what she is doing. You can also come back with that. It's kind of hard when it's not that bad. Right. But, you know, you got people out here like Michael Jordan who yeah. almost hates his blackness. He almost hates blackness. He is all into whiteness. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want pictures with you niggas. He literally, did he not say that? Did he not say that? Sp Spike Lee looked like man. That's just how Mike is. Like we, no. Spike Lee said that he said that to Chameleon there. He's like, hey man, I just, I don't care. He said you got two hundred dollars. The Chameleon there looked at him like, are you like? But that's Michael Jordan, and we go, ha ha ha. But you know, and everybody co-signs Michael. Black men, black women, everybody. I like Mike. If I could be like Mike, but here it is: a black woman getting dragged by other black women who are running around saying, hey, give us credit for putting this white man up. Listen, man, listen. Listen, the, the conversation is skewed AF. It is. So let me say this real quick. Uh, Keith Jefferson on Periscope said he, uh, Barack Obama could barely pass uh, legislation for all people. No way he could do anything black specific. Uh, hey, 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 Keith, you my man, hundred grand. Hey, man, throw that in a tin can and kick that shit across the street. But it's real life, though. No, like, it's not. Oh, it my is. God. Because it's not. You have a lot more barriers when you are in the oh, office to my be God. able to do something. Oh, my God. Y'all are naive. Let me ask you this question. Who, who gave President Bush the money to go to war, a fake war with Iraq? Please, somebody tell me this, man. Let me, let me tell you Let me tell you something, man. You do, and I'm finna curse, you do what the fuck you want to do when you have the power and authority. You go, uh, uh, listen, was it the actual war? No, it was not. Because Congress didn't say uh, we're going to war. Right. That's who has to say it, correct? Right. Congress has to say we're going to war. But guess what? Bush did it anyway. He did. He's the president. He does what he wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. He got what he wanted done. He got the oil fields. He took over Kuwait. He took over Iraq. He he disposed. Um, what was my man? Uh, 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 not, uh, Saddam. Saddam. He disposed. Huh? Yeah, Saddam. Saddam. Mm -hmm. He got rid of. Gaddafi was, uh, Obama. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gaddafi was Obama, and and 
and Bin Laden was Obama. Oh, but you did that though. You got rid of you got rid of a man of color who literally gave free education for everybody in this country. Who what what all did did uh, your man do, Gaddafi? What all did he do? You know, like he did so much for his people. And you're telling you're telling me with your platform, with your name. That you can't say, go on the United Negro College Fund, go on some program and say, hey, I'm Barack Obama, and um, I would really like for you all to donate this. I'm going to pledge, I'm going to pledge $100,000 of my own money. Listen, man, listen, I hear what y'all saying, but I didn't see shit. And y'all make nothing but apologies. Y'all are apologists for Barack Obama who used, who used his mixed heritage to get in the office. Y'all forget that he played them two dead white people in out of their grave, and they were zombies into his damn election campaign. You know, my grandfather, who was part of the greatest generation of all time, he pulled himself up from his bootstraps. My grandmother, they saved every dime, they saved every nickel to send my mother to get the education that she wanted and needed. And they did all that outside of Iowa. You know, these are the types of Americans that we all look for <laughs> to be the backbone of this great nation. Like, that, that was him. That was him. He, he never, t- like, we were just waiting. We were like, okay, okay, he, he talked about the whiteness. Oh, ooh, he talked about the Latinos. Oh, he talked about, oh, wait, he did for the gay community. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He talked about did for what? Listen, how long we talk, we still to this day make fun of George Bush for not saying anything uh, about Katrina, right? We mm-hmm. still to this day, right? Mm-hmm. To this day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How long did it take Barack Hussein Obama to say something about all the black oh, young men being killed? So long. It took him. So long, and the public reaction from black people was not as fierce as it was for George Bush and Katrina. It was about a natural about disaster. A natural disaster. A natural. Di- you want him to say? Uh, I just want to say this real quick, everybody. Uh, I like to say, uh, God, go after yourself. Uh, I, I can't believe that on Christmas you would destroy one of our great, great cities. And uh, I'm going to spend all my resources to bring God to justice. Uh, I'm going to come up with a ten-poke coalition. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that God meets justice. I'm the decider. <laughs> yeah, that's what y'all wanted. That's exactly. That's, exactly that's a natural disaster. Right, that's exactly. But this dude, uh, we're talking law enforcement. Law enforcement. Law. Which he could have easily gone to Congress and implemented. Oh, Eric, there, hold listen, There was oh, so much I'm, that he could have done. So, with that said, it is unbelievable that these same people who let Obama off the hook are not allowed, are not as what he put on Instagram in his in a photo. Please pardon Omarosa. Why won't we also let Omarosa off the hook when we had a two-term president who could have? Tore the White House up in his second term. In his second term. In his second term. In that second Listen, term. Listen, we just slide that first one because yeah. you want to get them second. But yeah. that second term, you should have been that nigga and been doing all kinds of ish. Listen, the coming to America thing should have kicked out. Dun, 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 dun. The inauguration, they should have came in on top of an elephant. He should he should have used his real voice. Like Michael Jackson had a real voice. Like Michael Jackson when I was like, oh no, that was no Barack. You know, he should have been like, ha 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 ha. Y'all 
broke his cell for it. <laughs> it's a new day in the White House, painted black. Got my black big booty, bitch. How about that? Like he should been. Uh, uh, they should have turned on all the trap music. <laughs> they should have had T Pain do the. It should have been all auto tunes. It should have been Future. It should have been. Oh, it should have been trap, 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 trap. Melania should have been rolling up blunts. It should have just been right. Let that. Let her hang out, okay? Cause she been, y'all know she been, she been, she been partaking. Uh, Jayco uh, gave us the the wrap up. Wrap it up. All right, listen, Uh, Omarosa, I love you, girl. I love you, Momo. I'm gonna be waiting for you to tell us the real story of what went down. I heard you ain't signed no NDA, so uh, I'm waiting for the tell-all book. Uh, Ooh, yes, right? Like, I heard she is not signing a non-disclosure agreement, so I am waiting, boo. Okay, you need somebody to help you with that. Holler at me. Listen, my application still for the White House administration for Trump. I turn one in, girl. Listen, we here, we here. Come holler at me, all right? I'm there too. <laughs> he can call me right now. <laughs> with that, Rainbow, uh, we're gonna. You're one of the smartest guys out there on the internet. Barack Obama didn't do anything for your people. I hired Condi. I hired Condi's DNA replicant, which is Omarosa. We made her in the science lab. No one has ever heard of her before. I invented her. She's smart. She's talented just like you. Come into this White House and talk to your people. For I'd be like, yes, sir, Mr. President. And I guess what I'm doing? I'm calling all y'all like, hey, man, uh, let's go ahead and trade this stock. Hold on, hold on. Yes, sir? Absolutely, sir. You want more tea, sir? I'll just bring you the tea, sir. Yeah, all right, man. Hey, guess what? I'm figuring y'all all press credentials. We get into that party, fam. I'm sending a limo. Yeah, I got secret service for everybody. Everybody go have their own secret service. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, hey, I'm going to send you an iPhone, too. No, no, not the one that Hillary had. Like, the real one. The real one. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, for real. You ain't got to pay for shit, fam. Yeah, hold on. What's that? Absolutely, sir. Oh, you want me to do that one dance that I taught you that one? I just got you, sir. No problem. I was going to wrap this here tough phone call up, okay? All right, now. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah, I got to put on that second job for that motherfucker. All right, I'm going to holler at you later. Later. Peace. What's that movie, Spook? Behind the door, Spook outside. That's the door. a book. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that that's all oh, yeah. this right here. Yes, all this right here. And they know it. That's why they won't hire me. <laughs> Get your spooky behind the door ass out of it. We know what you're about. Get out of here, Jig. All right, let's go to commercial break. When we come back, we will be joined. Well, not we. The Revolution will be joined by uh, Jayco and the Reggie Mathis because they're going to talk entertainment. Jada's comment about the Golden Globe snubbing Girls Trip and Tiffany Haddish and uh, that new Star Wars film. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Stay right there and don't talk. Oh, hello. <laughs> no, I'm not Santa. I'm Jayco from FCN, but boy do I have a gift for you. Join us and watch our 12 Days of Christmas list starting December 12th, every day at 7 p.m. Come watch with us. You'll be glad you did. 12 Days of Christmas list. December 12th through the 23rd, nightly at 7 p.m., only on the 5th Column Network. As Sergeant McClain greeted his new friend, Sergeant Powell, for the very first time, the two men shared a very warm embrace. 
but was quickly interrupted when the villainous Carl came to life like a rabid dog and for the first time in 11 years Sergeant Powell drew the courage to draw his service revolver and fill that scumbag with six shots from his service revolver ending Carl the terrorist life on Christmas Day in Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, hello. I'm the Revolution. Join us here at FCN. FCN? I said that. For this Christmas greatest tradition, 12 Days of Christmas list starring your favorite FCN on air personalities and myself, The Revolution. That's not a true story. But it is a true story. It's the greatest true story of all time. Terrorism is true. Police sergeants are true. You're messing up the magic here, kid. That's why I don't like working with child actors. I think you two should just kind of shut the hell up right now. I hope those tights give you ringworm in the crotch. You're fired, kid. You'll never work in this town again. You hear me? Good job, brown skin. 12 days of Christmas. List December 12th through the 23rd nightly at 7 p.m. only on the fifth column network. As Sergeant McClain greeted his new friend. Actress Jada Pinkett Smith is criticizing the Golden Globes and Hollywood Foreign Press for snubbing her critically. Hey, everyone! Uh, did, the, did the Jada Pinkett uh, get pushed? Yep, yep it got oh, pushed. okay. It was quick. Well, uh, it was real it was quick. quick. It was real quick. Thank you all for staying with us, for joining yes. us um, here on Prime News, the Sunday edition. I am the Revolution, and with me right now is Jayco. Uh, he's the resident sports guy of Prime News, and the Reggie Mathis, pop culture aficionado plus sports. Yep. We're, we're really getting ready to get into um, a little bit of pop culture here that I feel um, we really need to have. I, I think, though, too, if we can, uh, Trey, if you do not mind... Um, getting another chair and and scoonching and scoonching on up in here. Scoonch. Yeah, I'd like for you to scoonch on in here uh, because this 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 definitely will need a a black woman's voice as well. Um, what we're going to talk about. So so what what has transpired recently mm -hmm. is uh, Jada Pinkett made comments uh, on social media that Girls Trip was not nominated by the Foreign Press Association, yeah. uh, i.e. the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. um, and so here's what she said uh, via her Twitter account on December 11th, 2017. I have so much to say on why Tiffany Haddish, I think she was speaking on her behalf yeah, because yeah. she thought that she should have been nominated. She says, I have so much to say on why Tiffany Haddish was not nominated for a Globe, but I won't. Actually, I will. Here we go. I'm not upset about Tiffany Haddish or Girls Trip not getting a nom. I'm discouraged about the fact that Hollywood Foreign Press slash Golden Globes wouldn't even watch the movie. Mm. Girls Trip was one of the most successful films this summer, and Tiff was hands down the funniest person on screen in 2017. And we couldn't get eyes on the film or a press conference. How could a nom happen, and how much more critical acclaim must a movie have to simply get a screening? Yeah. Yeah. But yet, Tiff has been asked to present at their ceremony. 
This isn't about shaming. This is about the need for discussion of an antiquated system. And I dare not invalidate all the many journalists and people from all walks of life who have supported this movie by uh, defending the issue as simply racism. Defining, excuse me, mm-hmm. defining the issue as simply racism. Hollywood has systems in place that must learn to expand its concept of race, gender, equality, and inclusion in regard to its perceptions of art across the board. The fact that the brilliance of, what is this, the Big Stick movie went unnoticed, and the fact that one of the most prolific films of the year, Get Out, is considered a comedy, which we've already addressed here on the Fifth Column Network and on the Sunday edition, it illuminates the depths of the sunken place, for real. I saw what you did there, Jada. (laughs) Lastly, she says, moments like this occur so that we have an opportunity to discuss, uh, recreate, and regenerate Mm -hmm. old paradigms. paradigms. Uh, I don't have all my glasses. It's all about growth love that's that's what Jada Pinkett said uh, she cleaned it up nicely mm-hmm. at the end there so um, then on Vulture there was an article that said Jada Pinkett Smith on Girl Strip Snub tell me why bridesmaids got a seat at the table mm-hmm. that's where I want to start this okay. who'd, who'd like to who'd like to or would you like for me to tell you why I think that's incorrect <laughs> please intro yeah. that yes. okay I think uh, Jada Pinkett was wrong by saying, tell me why bridesmaids got a seat at the table. Um, First and foremost, white women, after years of white men having their feel, it's it's like being in the industry Mm -hmm. and when you have a copyright or a patent, Mm -hmm. right? You are allowed how many years? Don't quote me on this, y'all, but like seven. Seven seven years for you to recoup all your money, Mm -hmm. right? Because you spent all the R&D to develop this patent and the drug or whatever it is. And then after that, it's released to the public, and now we can start getting generics, right? Yep, that's correct. So white men have about 700 years to go ahead and to run amok with everything, right? So in this genre that we're talking about, right, uh, what what genre would you define this genre? That, that's comedy, comedy right? grown, yeah, yeah, but, but it's a sub, it's a sub genre though. In comedy, raunchy comedy, the right. raunchy. Yeah. I would say raunchy, wilding out. Yeah, okay. the the body, yeah, party, com- yeah. right. Yes. So we're we're talking history here. We're talking Animal House. Yeah. We are talking uh, pork porkies. porkies. Yeah. We're talking Revenge of the Nerds. Old we're talking old school. We're talking the Bachelor, bachelor that's, Party. Yeah. Bachelor party, right? Bachelor party. Hangover. The hangover, right? Yeah. Slow your roll, slow your roll. So these films, white men have dominated them for a thousand and six years. Right? A thousand and six. A thousand and six. This is a long time, right? So guess who was up next and allowed a seat at the table? White White women. women. White women. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so white men have the right to vote in America, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The suffrage movement happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was allowed then a seat at the table? White ladies. <laughs> okay. Were yeah. black women able to mm-hmm. vote at that point in time? No. Okay, so the suffrage movement happened for white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So after uh, a millennia, which is <laughs> how long again? How long is that? Millennia? Like a thousand, another thousand. Years. Okay, so a thousand and uh, sixteen years. 
uh, white men had the the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they finally was like, ah, you good, fair, and Christian white ladies. You can come on. You can come on. Black women. And black men. We black were, men. Still behind. You stay. You stay over you stay there. there. We're not ready for you we, yet. we came later. We got the right later. And was it black women or was it both of us? It was both of us. Yeah. Ah! It's black. Oh! You can't exclude them. Race. Ooh! Race. Okay, okay, okay. So, let me ask you a question. Tell me the black male version of these films. Mm. Ooh. Tell, tell me... The wild and all black, all black. The brothers, and I don't know if many people even know. But yeah, the brothers. That's that probably, even, and, and that's, that's not even, even. That's not even. It's not on that level. Yeah, at all. It's down here. That's, yeah, that's not. Their even. relationships. Yeah, that's all relationships. It's all they're all spoken for black men. They yeah. are not and in the streets. Well and right. all what they cannot go yeah. out here and have sex with oh, whomever. Oh, yeah, there's no wilding out. You're right. No oh, wilding yeah. out. okay. There's so no black male wilding out raunchy. There's not one. Yeah. There isn't one. Are you all sure of this? Are you certain of this? I, I'm, I'm part- certain. I've partaken in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. niggerdom culture here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there's not, there's not one. There's not one. There's not one. Okay. So we're breaking a precedent. We're setting yeah. a precedent mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Right? So the very first one of this subgenre is helmed by black women. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And immediately you want a seat at the table. Right, mm-hmm. with white women who who just got in. They have several films now. They had um, what was the one that bombed? That came out the exact same time and it bombed. Uh, it, Girls Night yeah, Out yeah, or Girls, something yeah, like that. Girls Night out. And then they had Bridesmaid. Then they had they've had a few of these bad moms. Bad moms. Like they had several yeah. of these types of movies. These wild out raunchy comedies. Right. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. So they're talking about the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bridesmaids is the best um, example. example of this. Mm-hmm. I believe the best example of this is actually The Hangover. The Hangover. Yeah. Which, when we first heard Jada's comment, I said, well, but that's how comedies are treated. And Rainbow said, well, look up and see if Hangover got a nomination. If so, then we have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Not only did they get nominated, but they also won. They won, they won yeah. the Golden Globe. So, and I didn't say we have a conversation. I said we do have, in fact, a problem. A problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have a problem. Because those two films are exactly... You yep. just take the white boys out, yep. and you put black women in, and yep. you have the exact same film. So mm-hmm. how is it, how is it mm-hmm. that you can have a film led by whites, white men, get recognized, nominated, mm-hmm. and a win, and you cannot get the same for black women? Discuss. Well, there's a number of reasons why. Because mm-hmm. they don't watch it. Mm-hmm. They don't watch it. They don't respect mm-hmm. it. Um, and that's the, the problem. Therein lies the problem. Um, I don't even know how we get to the point where it will be respected unless it's overhauled, completely overhauled. Who's, who's in charge of selecting these nominations? White men. Okay. Exactly. So that goes back to they're not watching these movies. I mean, it goes back to even how when we discuss the 12 days of Christmas mm-hmm. and discussing our list of uh, yeah. popular yeah. Uh, Christmas yes. episodes and how black shows were not in any of these discussions. They don't take part in. And but it, 
I mean, I, I understand the, the need and the want to be, to have a seat at the table. I'm of the uh, mind of now, why do we want a seat at the table? Why? Mm-hmm. What does it do for you? What does it do for us as a whole? If, if Girls Trip was nominated for a Golden's Globe, what would that do for the genre? Would that make more of these films to be created? I mean, it's already seen that it's been successful. Right. Money, that, t- money, money, talks. money talks. Money talks. So Dance having a seat at the it. table doesn't necessarily... I, I, if me, I'm saying, Jada, listen, go get... A, hey, green light the next one. Yes. Green light the next one. Like, stop Don't trying. give Tyrese that five million. Go... <laughs> Don't, don't wire Tyrese the five. Don't minutes. don't wire him that you know five minutes. <laughs> Go green light a film. We, you and I, I, I showed you a film. What film did I show you the other day? And I said this is what we need to be doing. Uh, it was Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. That was all in the backyard. <laughs> See, yep. he knows that, yep. and you know that. Yeah. He shot that on his property. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, we're talking. We're, uh, we've already said this before, but what was the film? Uh, Slight, and then yeah. what was the other one uh, with the the white kids and they found, and, and um, Michael B. Jordan and they found. With the powers. Uh, yes, when we are suffering, it's more believable. That's and that's all the films yeah, that we do. Yeah. We just always want to do pain, you know. The movie where they found the the alien artifact. We've done yeah, this we, before, we, yeah. and that film it it costs literally of three million dollars to make it was yeah. something very small to make yeah. and why isn't tyler perry the the jada pinkett smiths why are we putting our efforts now that we do have someone like jordan um what's his last name jordan peel, peel, peel. jordan peel mm-hmm. out there you don't think he has a shit ton of these scripts waiting to exactly. be produced like there are so many people like you and i exactly. who are in this mind frame that i have a couple you have mm-hmm. a couple we have a couple that we would love to see produced. Why do we care about the seat at the table? I care about a, a account in the millionaire billionaire uh, yeah. bank account. Yeah. Like that's what I care about. Yeah. What is it with that? I think it goes back to the comment about integrating and wanting to be included into this white community. <sighs> when if we just look at our own and our own resources is enough to do what we exactly. want amongst one another. It goes to what you just said. Why aren't y'all who who do who can make your own table? Like you have the resources Build and the connections to create your own little table. You can have your chitlins, you can have your hot muscles, whatever you want at your table, you can have we it. We can there. keep it lit, we you, can play you, we got T pain at you can play your face at this table. You can play your bandwidth yes. at this table. You can have your Hennessy, whatever you want yes. at, this at this table. At this table. You know, the Jadas, the Tylers, the Oprahs, all of y'all should and be so many yeah, more. Jada and Will. Alone. And they have a production company. They have company. a production company. So well, Ice Overbrook. Ice Cube. Yeah, there you go. Ice Cube. Yes, Ice. All of y'all could be at this table and Queen Latifah. Flavor unit. Oh, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why much. And I, I can understand on one hand wanting to be recognized by your industry, but they ain't. They ain't. They, and they ain't. And, and, and listen, begging to be put that does nothing for us. It does. It does nothing for us mm. because you know what happens when you you keep begging to be placed in. You know what they do? Okay, here, take this. Take the and then, and then, oh, then we get happy with them little nibbles and then we go them away. And we, and, yeah, them scraps. It's, and it can't it's feel really, as good. It can't, it can't feel, feel as good. good. It can't it feel can't, as good. Because you know begging. you begged for it. Yeah. You're just like oh, I need you to shut up. There's a, a theme that has been throughout 
all of the discussions mm-hmm. that have happened today, and it's based in the the insecurities that we've talked about. It's based in the you know the the joke about going in and getting the job. What people want and what black people want has always been at the hands of white people. This is what mm-hmm. we want them to give to yeah. us, right? So so this this theme carries on into here. So whatever it is, as you said, if it's the insecurities, I believe Gabby and, and you mentioned, or or if it's you know whatever the reason that black people want to have this seat at the table, mm-hmm. instead going in the direction of what Ravo was saying, do what you need to do to get the money. What Reggie was bringing out, when you get the money, then you put it back into the community. So <laughs> stop looking for this recognition from white people. I personally, and I, I mean, this is from a white person saying this, but the the recognition that I want is from my people. And when I say my people, I mean the people in front of me right <laughs> my now. Peers. Right. Yes. When when yes. when I do a show and Ravo is like, man, J Cole, that was, that's all I need. I don't care what the comments are. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. If he says that, I'm on top of the world because he's my people. So why do I need recognition from anywhere else? Exactly. Exactly. You secured the bag. Secu- <laughs> Once you secure the bag, like what's the like, like <laughs> we, we, what are you what are you no nope. securing the bag and then going back, hey, hey, did you see me? Did you did, see me? Did, did I stole it. I, I stole it. I, I got did, it. I got it. You, did you want it? Uh, yeah. You couldn't get me? You couldn't get me? Like, oh wait a minute. That could have been an opportunity for a white woman. Go right, like no, right, shut right, up. because because you know what's gonna happen. You know You know what's gonna happen. They're gonna create girls trip yes. too. Yes. Guess who's gonna be it? It's gonna, gonna, gonna be, be Tiffany Haddish. It's gonna be Jada, and there's gonna be two other two other people from a different persuasion. We are Hispanic, as we are Asian American. Yeah, we I got that. I was just gonna say that. So, as someone who went to go see Girls Trip and then watched it a second time, there is no play of whiteness in Mm-mm. this movie. There's no white man Mm-mm. as a love interest. Mm-mm. These black women were all going after black men. Mm-hmm. They were being fun. raunchy with black men, mm-hmm. and it was not to the exploitation or to the benefit of white people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and of course, it's not going to get nominated for an award. Exactly. Monsters all. It's not going to, it's not. <laughs> because this was not for the benefit. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Make me feel like a woman. It was not that. No. It was we out here that was, and that was we being friends, black women. And, and we enjoying a black event. A black event. We enjoying a black event. Enjoying you, a black how event. many white people learn like what is essence fast? What is this? Wait a minute, what is actually it, essence? What's the essence is of the, what? The essence of is it, is it the minerals and the oil deposits <laughs> of their uh, wait a minute, is it melanin? Is that it's what? The, is it the essence? I finally had a, Joan! Joan, come here, I figured out the melanin thing. <laughs> That's what's happening at the Essence Festival. All that soul. The soul, is that where, the melanin? Is that how it gets popping? They go and they trade melanin like baseball cards and then it gets, it pops? I'm learning a lot here in this picture show. Keith Jefferson says, y'all know black on black love is disgusting to white audiences. Yikes! But I have have kind of an addition to that. So, if, because me and Ray had a discussion. We were discussing my TED Talk, my upcoming <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> and you know, uh, he brought up a point about negative stereotypes. What are the negative stereotypes of black people? What are the negative stereotypes of, Say this. of white people? Say this. And the, the, the most negative stereotype that we could come up with in our discussion of 
what is the stereotype of white people mm. is they can't what? Dance. They can't. They can't See, y'all don't even have to think about it. Yeah, they the, can't dance. And that is in relation to what? Black coolness. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if you're within your own white group, that doesn't even come up. It doesn't up. even come up. It's so true. if black people got together, if you got all these billions of dollars, millions of, I mean, from, from the, there's a lot of money in the a black community. Money. A lot of money. With the number and you one got, spenders. And you got that, those, that money together and made this black Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. if that was a legit thing and it came to fruition, white people would want to be a part oh. of it so badly. You know, <laughs> so badly. They would, all the control would be in the hands of these black producers, writers, actors. Nope. Nope. Because it happened, and you know what happens after that? What? They'll sell out. I'm going to say, we always let them in. We sell out. We We, we immediately go, oh, wait, white people like it? Oh, yeah, 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 take it. Can we assume that if this happens, that 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 is not a factor? Like, if, if, if they are able to get together and do this, that... That the black community is at a point where they're not looking no, into that anymore. No, we always talk about letting people into the cookout. Yeah, that's all we talk about is yeah. as soon as we got some. Uh, let's let you in the cookout. Come on, I got a plate for him. Here's your guide on how to be appropriate at the cookout. Like that's and what that's, we do. that's illustrated in when I talk about being a white person, and then one of my friends comment, "Josh ain't bl- ain't, ain't white." Yes, I'm glad I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I am not black. <laughs> My melanin <laughs> is non-existent. <laughs> I'm anti-melanin. Black people touch me. They're like, what happened? I'm lighter right now. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I'm losing melanin. Okay, well, I, you know, uh, so what should Jada, what should Black Hollywood, and what should our dialogue be moving forward from this? Like, this is yet again. It's, it, it's, this is three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's three years in a row. Create our own stop asking stop de- listen you know what would be the greatest um sign like sign of us moving forward don't show up don't Ooh. show up to the um to the grammys don't show up to the um uh, uh, the the movie award don't, don't show up don't like show up. go go to soul train go soul train go, go to, to bc S- go, go to the S- image awards go to, go to and, and listen we have a lot to go and support yes. to get all the recognition in the world the worst movement in the last year it's not the worst but one of the worst entertainment movements in the last year or so was the Oscar so white mm-hmm. because what happened is that movement grew so loud that wasn't there a certain category that had like almost all minority nominations yeah. mm-hmm. and then a minority won and then that was the victory yep and then it was over. Yep. And white people knew that. And, and that's, that's why they did it. Exactly. That's exactly Like, okay, let's give them that and shut them up. And it worked. That's you what you have, said. Right. You could have that landmark year where you can say such and such one. And then it'd be another 15 years. And then you could, then you complain. And then 15 years is like, well, when's the next time we're going to? Yeah, that was 20 years ago. When's the next time? It's like, just move on. Mm-hmm. Create your own. Well, anybody else? No. You guys no. have a comment from Gabrielle. Okay. Uh, she says, "How much does it cost to put on a an award show? Can't be that much. Mm-mm. Let's light this B word up. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's <laughs> light this bitch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's but again, we just named several. You got the NAACP Image Awards. Yep. You have the BET Awards. 
You have the source, uh, the source awards. Man, I don't oh know wait, that's, that don't, that's yeah. Gone. I think they we, I think we, we ruined that. Hey man, that was the. Keith Jefferson said, <laughs> "That was my award though." <laughs> Keith Jefferson said, "J. Cole out here giving out all the secrets, <laughs> out here giving all the secrets." But see, and, and listen, I think this is what Gabby said in the earlier segment. Mm-hmm. Somebody coming in and giving us the tea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With like, hey, what are you telling? What you know? And 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 being respectful of our allies, and and in saying so, that's what she really said. Um, so I just want to say, uh, J. Cole, legitimately, thank you for years of service. Thank you for years of service, uh, and actually doing this and speaking, uh, from this voice and this platform. So we all understand what, what people aren't brave enough to actually stand on as, as, as well as say. So I thank you for that. Um, with that being said, uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to rip Star Wars, The Last Jedi, uh, a new Dagobah. <laughs> Stay tuned. The weather outside is frightful And the fire is so delightful And Oh, hello. I'm Tresnay with the Fifth Column Network. You just caught me engaging in one of my favorite pastimes at Christmas, singing and playing the piano. You know what one of my other favorite... What one of my other favorite pastimes is? FCN's 12 Days of Christmas list. Join us every day at 7 p.m. on the Fifth Column Network beginning December the 12th. You're not going to want to miss this. Twas the night before the first day of Christmas. Uh, Oh, no, wait. Who wants that old story? Not us. We want debates and hot takes. See what FCN says is the best of Christmas. 12 Days of Christmas list. December 12th through the 23rd, nightly at 7 p.m. Only on the 5th Column Network. And we're back. Um, listen, there was a big event. It was supposed to be a big event. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was supposed to be a big event Thursday. Um, it's the Star Wars The Last Jedi. And we have our opinions. Um, it's been a loud confusion going on on social media. Um, there's a people. Uh, I would say they're the minority, but they're the vocal minority yes. that are screaming, yes. "Best Star Wars ever!" And and listen, if you haven't seen it yet, we're here. You just sit right here. You listen to us. We're going to break this down. What were your guys's opinions on Star Wars: The Last Jedi? Jayco? Man, listen. Okay, listen. I, I'm going to just say right off, I hated this movie. Absolutely. We went to see this movie together. Yes. One, then two, then three. Literally fell asleep during the movie. Yes. yes. Woke back up and never had to ask a question of what was happening. No- what did I miss? Nope. Could easily... Falling asleep for 15, 20 minutes. minutes. Could easily pick right back up in the story. It didn't go nowhere. It didn't move anywhere. This had to be the most jumbled mess I've seen in quite a while. And and here's the thing that was the most telling. Movie ends. Now, usually with a Star Wars movie. Say it. Say it. You have some, some reception, some, some hand claps. 
some standing O's, not a single word. Nope. It was it was it was almost like everybody was shocked yeah. that this was the product that was produced. You can hear justification yes. wheels moving in certain people's head. All the jokes fell flat. At the oh, very man. end, I'd say the last 20 minutes of the video, there were people that sounded like forcing laughs. These are like the yeah. real we, fans. Like, you oh, were, that's right. We should be laughing at this movie. Well, we were laughing at moments that were not supposed no, no. to be. Unintentional comments. Yes. We, we, I can't remember when we laughed, but we all literally was like. <laughs> <laughs> and people were so annoyed with us yes. at that point. Because it was like six we, of us all. lost all our fucks. At the end of that oh movie. my god! Are, are, are we gonna give any spoilers? Yes. Are we gonna give a spoiler free, or is this no spoiler? Uh, well, mm, let let's try to let let's try to first and foremost break down the, okay. this film. So like, let's, let's start let's, off. Let's let's start off with the plot. Um, oh, this could be interesting. <laughs> we had a boy. We, we had, had a discussion had on a, Twitter. Yes, we had an interesting discussion on on Twitter. So the. Um, the plot of this film, obviously, it's leading, um, ending off for where uh, The Force Awakens is, uh, we know that Rey is meeting uh, with Luke and, and attempts to bring him back. Um, that's, that's pretty much the, the general plot of the, the movie. But we also know that from The Force Awakens that um, Kylo um, is dealing with his uh, issues, I should say, and he is dealing with uh, trying to appease uh, Snook and trying to find his way within the darkness. That's, that's one of the uh, going into the plots. Um, now, for as far as the other characters and their plots, I believe it was a, it was a, a definite missing point for Finn. Poe had a, had a, had a, a nice story arc, but. Going into it, I thought that Finn would um, would have a little bit more and a little bit more uh, character development, and also a little bit more of the screen time of him not being a discombobulated imbecile. There was none of that. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. There was. I said at the very end of the, when when the film ended, and we started our three day long discussion <laughs> on this film that there was no nuance in this film. There was no. So it was just like so. So for for um, Poe's development, it was like, oh, I'm go. I'm gung ho. Oh, I'm gung ho. It's, I'm gung ho. Oh wait, I shouldn't be this way. Exactly. It, and and this is this is the uh, my biggest issue with the writing. It, there's a there's a thing that you you learn in storytelling is to show instead of tell. Yes. <laughs> to show yes. instead of tell. Yes. They were so ham fisted with letting us know exactly. Yes. Instead of instead of showing the emotion, instead of the nuance. Here's the so we were waiting to. Okay, let me ask you this question: How many how many big Reveals were we looking for answers from the Force Snoke. Awakens? What, what do you think? Snoke, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray and okay. Her, her parents, her, her parental her situation, origin her origin. Okay. Um, Finn, um, uh, what uh, what is he going to okay. be? Is yeah. he force force sensitive mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. just who is is he going to be okay. moving forward? Um, 
I guess we could say uh, with uh, Layla, uh, Princess Layla, okay. um, just because we knew that she passed. Yeah. How was that? How are they going to resolve that situation? Um, Kylo Ren. Kylo. Yeah, okay. Kylo. Um, him is he going further into the darkness? Okay. So, um, right. Yeah. So it it it. it okay. Is he going to practice? It's, is he going to practice at he all? Lost to a okay. rookie. <laughs> so let me ask you this question: You left out somebody very important. This Star Wars, these films are are whose story? These are Luke's, the Skywalkers. Story. So this is the Scott. So, uh, yes. So this is a Skywalker yes. saga. Yes. We are aware of that. Yes. So you didn't even mention Luke. Didn't right. even mention right. Right. Now let's. I want to start. There, someone says something. Keep Finn saying, woke Finn up woke up hungry for a white woman. Yes, he yes, did. Yes, he did. Right, right, right. <laughs> he woke up hungry for a white woman. So, Luke, the Skywalkers. Yes. We literally were waiting to. I was. Mm. One of the big things I was waiting for, the biggest. I want to know why Luke Skywalker exiled himself. Mm-hmm. Why? What happened? Why did Luke exile himself? Exactly. Right? Yep. Now let's talk about Luke Skywalker. You're talking about a man who knew he was different. He had a burning desire to go and help and, help and fight for, against the Empire and be a part of the rebellion. This was one of the most courageous characters yeah. we had seen in cinematic history. He was a teenage kid. The tw- age goes <laughs> between 18 to 27. He's like Ralph Macchio. Uh, you know, I don't get that joke, you mama. So, <laughs> here he is. He wants to go and he wants to fight, right? Yep. Then he's told that he has a special mm-hmm. connection with yep. the Force. Mm-hmm. He wants to learn. Listen, have you seen anybody want to be a Jedi more, more than, no. than Luke Skywalker? No. And to continue that, and, no. right? Did we not, in his story arc from the first three films, from A New Hope to, to Jedi... Mm. Did this man not sacrifice his life? Did he not yeah. want to give his life yep. so his father can be redeemed, redeemed. to come yes. back to the light side? Yes. And now, in The Last Jedi, you have told me that that man is now a coward. Yeah. yeah. Yes, a coward. Mm-hmm. A coward. A, and, and, and I want to emphasize that because... The reasoning for him leaving wasn't strong enough. It was not it strong, wasn't strong enough. enough. And the and to pull him back, it was like pulling teeth and that like to get him to 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 join uh, the resist to get him to join the resistance. Oh my god! It shouldn't have been this hard. We spent too long on this island trying to convince him to do something that he told that he was. Listen, bread to do. Yeah, and I'm with this. I don't know. This might be going into a spoiler, but no, go ahead. I mean, I'm, I just the, want to the, make sure the we... fact of what Kylo Ren did when he thought Luke was about to kill him, mm-hmm. and that didn't drive you to stop him. To stop him. Instead, you're like, eh, I'm, I'm done gonna, with this force. I'm done. I'm done with the light and the dark. Somebody will take care of it. I mean, like what? Legit, legit. Like, like. Let's look at this. Can I look at this real yeah. quickly? Hold that. What did Obi Wan do? Obi Wan. Yeah. They were like, "Yo, they killing Jedi's. I gotta go fall back. 
he's got to fall back because guess what? There's going to be some new Jedi's mm-hmm. coming, and I am going to train them. Because guess who he? Guess where he went? He went to the home planet yep. of Anakin's yes. dumbass now coward son yes. to watch over him to someday get him prepared yes. to, become to become a Jedi. Yes, he gave his life. Yes, so Luke could live. To become a Jedi to bring, yes. balance. bring balance to the force. Yes. And now all look, man, look, look. Okay. We we can we can go on and on to these people. We can we can go into further uh discussion and discovery about Snoke, about Ray, about Finn, about Leia, about Kylo. We can go into all that, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the reality here. Yes. Why is there this cross section of people who are Refusing yes. to see this film for what it is, and I believe it's a. I don't believe this is the older crowd, and I I'm not even in the older crowd. The older crowd who fell in love with Star Wars and for what Star Wars what, what which was a, a saga about a family. Mm-hmm. That's just what it was. The younger crowd wants this to be something that it is not. And they want to push this to be um, totally different, to go in a totally different direction. Is what's driving this? Yes, because they didn't grow like they didn't grow up with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of these people who were saying that this was the best Star Wars, they didn't actually grow up with Star Wars. They grew up with the Phantom Menace. They grew up with Clone. Right. They they grew up with they the, grew up with the cartoon. Exactly, yes. Yes. exactly. So now they want something that is of their own. But the bad thing about this is when we're talking about a saga, this is a continuation of a story. You cannot tell me that this was a proper continuation of where we were. Forget what we just ended off in The Force Awakens, but just the complete. If we just was to end the story arc of Luke at this point, it's no justice. It's no justice. It's no justice to what what we've started with and where we are now. No, absolutely not. I feel like this group, there's a, there's a huge group in it, and like you said, it's probably is some younger people. So you've grown up, and your identity is being this nerdy, Star Wars-loving, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so, if you don't have a movie that justifies that, your your existence is for naught. Yes. Basically, yeah. like yes. you're like uh, everything that I've ever cared about means nothing. So let me give you some quick numbers, really quick here. First and foremost, the film's uh, opening box office is at two hundred and twenty. Two hundred twenty million. But uh, I I can't actually see if that's the three day weekend or right, the four or because the they usually open Thursday. 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 Yeah. So I don't know if they. Pushed that in there, and I want to say they did. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. want to say they did that, and to try to hide the fact that the numbers are down. Yeah, because the Force Awakened opened up to two forty seven. Yeah, and this, but the same thing. Now let's be very yeah. honest here. The same exact thing happened to Star Wars, to Empire Strikes Back, and Empire is seen as the absolute best. Yes, of of, the- of, of this property. And so then moving forward, we have on Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter. Um, this is sent in by uh, FCNer Rafael Martinez out there. Thank you, Mr. Rafael. He said I mean, he sent that the tomato meter is 93 percent uh, on the tomato meter. But the audience score, the, is, that's the that's the better score. That's the better score that the people, the audience has this film at 56 percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
That is most telling. I all you and I always talk about this. I listen to the audience. Yes. I go, what are the people saying? Yes. So here's the question I have in moving into this. This is something I have to address mm-hmm. before we get out of this. And I don't care, you know, <laughs> producer saying, hey, God, I don't care. Then we have to get this out. So here's my problem. Who are these know-it-alls, these, these ne'er-do-wells who know <laughs> better than us, mm-hmm. the people? Mm-hmm. Who are these gatekeepers to nerd them? Exactly. That that know so much that we don't understand storytelling. That you know, hey, you, you being an actual writer, you being a writer and a storyteller maker, me being a writer and storyteller, like all of our years of education and being and in the being industry, in the, being mm-hmm. in the industry means absolutely nothing. Because I am a blogger. I created a blog five years ago because nobody liked me growing up, and all I did was sit at home and read books. And now I'm going to tell you all what's right and you don't know anything because you're not ugly and you don't you have a girlfriend. <laughs> so you can't really be a nerd. So I know everything because I read all the books. I read the non-canon books. I read the comic books. <laughs> I read the extended universe. I know all of these little nuances that's only been in the books. Never in the movies. <laughs> so I know more than you knew. But you ain't wrote a film. Ain't wrote, you yeah. ain't produced a film. Exactly. Been you behind the scene you of ain't been behind the scene of a film. And I, but I, yet you know better than all of us. And How is that? It's because of the, the vocal minority mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. have been able to successfully use their platform to subjugate the community. So, which was, um, and, and here's the thing, and we kind of discussed this, these comic, comic book films and, and what is considered nerd film used to be just for fun, right? Yes. And I, I would take it as if this was still those, those times, I would say, okay, this is just a good film. That all changed. That all changed the moment you started upping the budgets for these, the moment you started getting real Act, real solid actors, A-list, A-listers for these projects. The moment you started getting solid A-list directors for these projects, uh-huh. it's changed. These are investments now. And the fact that these vocal minority bloggers that think they are the, the end-all, be-all of nerd culture yeah. have been able to continue to uplift and and speak to these poorly created movies it's doing a disservice yes. to these going forward yes, yes. because we- the moment that they think that they have they are creating gold for us and that that, that then they will stop actually moving the culture yeah. forward that's and that's what happened with this movie if you know anything about just not let's take out nerd let's take out star yeah, wars please. let's just yes, say please. If you know anything about movies, about writing, about storyline, pacing, about right. If you know anything about that, you will know that this movie was splotched together by someone who just wanted to put out a product that they knew was gonna, a large population was waiting for. Exactly. And would pay for. And and the bigger and again, we kind of talked about this on Twitter, but uh Rogue One which Again, it got the benefit of being able to create a whole new story. Yes. But 
the success of Rogue One and giving getting us tied to characters that we didn't know. Didn't know. That we went into, I mean, didn't know the outcome, how this was going to end. All we knew that this was going to get tie us into somehow, somehow tie us into a new hope. The fact that we were able to leave that theater and say, well, I want more of this. Yes. And none of the people survived. Mm-hmm. That's great storytelling. Yes. That's excellent yes. storytelling. Yes. Not, leaving The Last Jedi... I don't even know if I I'm, I want to see I am whatever they're not they, going to see the next movie. I don't care about Kylo. I don't ca- I, right. I don't care about Ren. At no point did they establish anything for um, for uh, Ray's character that I would like to, that I'm invested in her moving forward. Mm-hmm. Kylo's character, I I'm not invested in moving forward. I have a question. Who was this movie about? Doesn't don't movies even movies that are those movies that like have a lot of different people that they're following and separate yeah. like don't they usually have a main character? Yeah, Isn't yes, that, yes. Yeah, again, yeah. movie making storytelling. Yeah. Yes. Someone that you are following. Yes. Who was this movie's main character? Yeah, don't it, tell it, me Ray. It, it's supposed it to be Ray, but it's not. Just as much. Exactly. And you would think Leia with, and Poe got just as much. Screen time. You would think with as powerful as Ray is within the Force, you would think that she would be. Uh, the, and she the, should be. But, I mean, that's what this storyline. She is. is not in this movie. She's not. She's not. She's not. Um, Poe's not. Finn's not. It's just like they all. It's like a, it's <laughs> they're all sharing. They're sharing about the same screen the time. Same, sharing about the same screen time. I I would like to interject here again. I want to go back to the the bloggers. Uh, it's their fault. Yeah. Yep. It's their fault. I, let me say this. Yep. Let me say this. It is. That, please don't forget what you have to say. But it is their fault. Yeah. They are too worried about getting access, access. to these films yes. and to get into screenings, yes. and they and they are afraid to uh, critique. tip critique and to tip the apple cart and bite the hands that feed them, and they're all out here. Yay! It was awesome. It was so good. I, listen. And can we say this? Yeah. Wanting to be included. Yes. Because a lot of these bloggers are just happy that you see a, uh, a woman, a white woman, in the position of a, as a main character in a, what is normally a domin- male-dominated uh, film yeah. genre. They're happy to see that. They're happy to see uh, women of other ethnicities, Rose. Oh, love Happy it. to see Finn, black character, yeah. Um, that was a stormtrooper, but some other. Where all, yeah, all that go? Whatever. Happy to see um, Poe, who is of Latin. They're just happy to see people who look like me. And damn, if it's not a good move, I just want to see people who look like me. Listen, I'm not in it for that. I'm not in it for that. I'm not in it. I- what was your tweet? What was your tweet? Tell <laughs> us what your tweet was. Which one? I, I tweeted the, 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 the one that you said about. The inclusiveness that it was the course correct. Yes, that this was this film was a really bad course correction yeah. from the criticism yes. that they received for the Force Awakens. Yes, and basically they said, okay, what is there? All the points that we missed on Force Awakens, let's recorrect on that and let's give it to them. They'll like it. They'll love it. We'll make money. But this property has a history of doing this. Yes. Yeah. 
They had this problem in 1977 with A New Hope. And guess what they did? They was like, uh, 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 recast, recast Lando Calrissian. And they went out and got the biggest black name at the time and say, put Billy Dean as permanent. And they put, because it was a white, it was literally a white man cast as Lando Calrissian. But George Lucas had got the backlash. Yep. And so he he put him in there, and I've said this before, and I've said this on a couple bloggers' uh, podcasts. Let me tell you something. Star Trek, coming into it, was in the 60s, thoughtful, yes. in the 60s yes. was thoughtful. They said, no, George Luke, excuse me, uh, Gene, Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry said, I want a world where everybody is a part of this world. Yes. He has a Russian, he has him working with an American, yep. he has an Asian, he has a black woman that is a that lieutenant. Is, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He has an alien. He has a gay Asian man. He's, yeah. you, you know what I mean? He's got a Scotsman that builds ships like they were thoughtful. This film property has never been thoughtful. No. They only respond to when someone criticizes them, and they do what we have said twice now in this episode. Oh, uh, uh, give him this. Shut him up. Sh- shut him up. Put a black person in. Put a, yes. And then every scene, yes. ha- it was like a bad joke. It was. I saw it was a bad joke. Multiple people compared this movie separately. Like, they didn't even get together and say, oh, multiple people compared this to Spaceballs. Like, oh, I thought yes. this was a farce. It, it started out, I mean, the moment we see that um, Luke is given the the lightsaber and he just thought, yes. it was that, it, it was, was like, it's a parody. Yeah. It's a parody it was, at that moment and it was just, yep. it's comedy Yeah, I want to comment on what you just said. So I was on Twitter and there was a woman who was so excited that Rose was a Vietnamese American Mm -hmm. and that she was, let me tell you something. And I understand that there are a lot of people in the Vietnamese community that would see that and be happy, but nobody else knew that she was Vietnamese. Right. No, I didn't know that until I read it. Right. I didn't know People, I guarantee you 80% of the things like, oh, a Chinese woman. I mean, that's the reality. That's yes. what people look and see. Like, or, oh, an Asian person. And yeah, just generic. generic. Yeah, just generic. Just Gene- oh, an, she's Asian. There's an Asian person on there. Yeah. And and they're supposed to be from a galaxy far, far right. away. So, so, so she's not Vietnamese. Right, exactly. So we she's got... Metachlorial in there. Metachlorial. We got, we got yeah. this group, not just of the bloggers, yeah. but just people who are on social media who, who can get into a group because they're not like this in real life. Mm-hmm. They can get into a group of a bunch of people who will agree with them, and yes. they can say, look, and they are, they are so pushed into, oh, you got to agree with me because Argument in the rest of my life, I am, I am the minority. I am so marginalized. This isn't even race. Yes. This is just yeah. nerddom. So you got somebody who was trying to argue me that only fanboys didn't like this movie. I am not. I'm the least fanboy this, of this group. Just, this I, idiot. I mean, but then I went to this idiot. He was, and then I went to his page, and on his line, his bio, it says, "If you don't like Star Star Wars, we don't even. This is not the place for you." And then this other you're guy, you're the fanboy. Right, and this other guy was like, "If you didn't laugh at the jokes, if you said the jokes weren't funny, then you're a Zack Snyder fan." All right, all right. So, 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 so you're drawing this line in the right, sand. If you right. don't agree with me, you're this kind of person, and I can dismiss you. Yeah, but, and, but this is, I, I want to say this. I've said to Chesney, and I want to say this again. Everybody does not want actual equality. You no. know what everyone wants? They want their seat as the, the oppressor. T- exactly. They want their turn to be the oppressor. And I'm going to tell you something about nerddom. 
that now that nerdum is vogue and yes. is popular, now these people Ooh. get to be the bullies yes. now yep. and tell people, you're stupid. You don't know this. Everybody wants to be the oppressor. Yes. They want their seat at their turn yes. to oppress. <laughs> That's what they want. They, whether you're a black woman, whether you're black yes. men, they don't want equality. No one wants that. They want to be able to tell you, you're stupid, you shut up, I'm going to tell you when you can go and when you get to yes. do this. And that's what they're doing out here because if you listen to what they said, no one is making sense. If you're coming from anything other than, yay, this was awesome. If you come with a disagreement and why you're like, nah, it wasn't that good. You're a hater. You're stupid. You don't know. You're stupid. <laughs> Because you go, yes, you you're, are. Yes, because you're, you're accepting stupid. whatever Would they shell to. out to you. And listen, I'm above all else. I love movies. I love movies. I love. I movies. love good cinema. Yes. Good cinema. And if French, I'm paying German, yes. noir, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> if I'm care. paying upwards of now, and me and me and we're paying thirty bucks. We pay thirty bucks to go see a movie. Look, all the things that I can do now, I have Netflix. I have yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I got porn. I got, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I got X videos. <laughs> There's so many ways that I can spend my time and, and uh, for entertainment. Yeah. If I'm going out to a theater, it better be a good movie. Okay. It better be a succinct story. Yeah. It better not be a jumbled mess. And I just don't want to see you throw characters of my ilk on screen just because just they're of my so let me say this would you would you not say that star wars was one of the first big event films that that was oh. like event tent poles like you put star wars out that was the everybody was everybody gonna go see it every, okay yeah. and it felt like when you went to see a star wars you were like oh that was amazing yeah was this that for you this, I no. mean, outside of the cinematography, it was not. Yeah, the cinematography, amazing. Yeah. The world creating that, and I, and I said this with The Force Awakens as well. The world creating that they're doing is amazing. They're giving us different landscapes, giving us different skylines. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's amazing. They're not giving us good stories, though. No. I'm moving off of this. Because they're not giving us good story. I don't want to. I don't want to see no more Star Wars unless it's something like Rogue One. Unless it's unless it's unless, it's, like unless it's the quality. Then of Rogue I One. don't want to see it. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Okay, so we're we're done. We are done. We're done. Okay, uh, and this goes. And I want to say this too, though, really quickly. This goes to the same people. These are the same people who were justifying um, Justice League. Yeah. Oh, oh these my are the, God. Like they're afraid. To, I, I tell people you're afraid to abandon fandom. Yes. Bro. You're afraid to say this isn't good, guys. Like, come on, step up. I, there is a very big blogger. Uh, I will not say gender. <laughs> I will not say name. I will not say race. A very big blogger who literally argued that the Fantastic Four wasn't that bad, and I was like, <sighs> we're done here. We're done here. We're done I can't here. have a conversation with if you if you we're think. If you think Fantastic Four was, was quality cinema, if you think Justice League was quality, I, I, I like I told Ray, me and my brother, we have we we are totally different people, but we come from the same background. Uh, we we love comics, we love uh, movies. Uh, we both watched Justice League. We watched them nine hundred miles apart. We both had the same opinions on how it was a terribly done movie. That that's all I need to know. If you can, it, it, quality in film speaks, and if it's not good yes. quality, 
That's it. That's so it. We, we want quality. We're here. We're here at FCN. We're not out here saying that like just someone else uh, that's an affiliation of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal, mm. she said on Twitter that we just we don't like nothing, right. and that's not that's true. not true. That's not true. We celebrate I'm, great. Yes, we. I, I was as soon as when Daredevil hit, I was cha- listen. I was championing the Punisher. The, 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 the listen, listen. We when it's I fell asleep like oh, four times on the Punisher. Well, if you don't like Punisher, we can't talk. <laughs> Rabel, let's confit this. I fell asleep like four times. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, but that happened to me too. So, I just didn't tell anybody. I was like, ah. Uh. Well, I'm just, I'm going to have my own blog so that I don't have to be on with people who didn't like Punisher. Okay, please start it. Start now. Now you got to run away and go start your own. I'm starting my own. Yeah. I have a camera. We're going to do this over here. We're going to call ourselves the ninth post mm, channel. The ninth post channel. You're so if different. anything has been learned from today's yeah. Sunday edition is that Rainbow has impressions. Impre- <laughs> he did three presidents tonight. Three. Yes, all in one segment. All in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yep. You're welcome. Thank sir. you. <laughs> well, with that being said, thank you all for joining this big. Well, we we've been at it all day, but I mean, size. when it's it's super when it's this much, you know, to talk about, we're gonna do it. Yep. You all know that's how we do it here at FCN. But I thank you all, for anybody that stuck around, all of you that commented, yep. please like, share, subscribe, uh, follow, do all those things on social media. Send us hearts, send us likes, give us five star ratings. We certainly could use that moving forward yep. and justifying why we do this and pay people nothing. I am the Revolution. You have been watching the Sunday edition here on the Fifth Column Network. Stay tuned. We have Gabby coming back yeah. on to do the reveal of the Twelve Days 12, of Christmas day list. Six now. Day six with um, what, what's what's the list? What you ain't gonna what do? You what you ain't gonna, gonna do? Be. The most wretchedness of the holiday season. That's up next, and then we have Tone coming on right after that with millions and millions, millions with the uh, WWE we Clash of Champions. <laughs> We need to hurry. We need to wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned.